When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome. Hi. We're, we're just live. I, this, I, my name's Cold Eastwood. I'm a content creator on YouTube and welcome to the channel and welcome everybody to the chat. I am really excited to talk about some uh, really upsetting but really exciting stuff all at the same time. There's been a whole bunch of stuff as we end the 2023. I wasn't planning on making a video this week or doing more podcasting, but I reached out to a couple of good friends and one is going to be a new friend. I'm pretty sure. And uh, welcome to the channel, big Bethesda expert, RPG fan, knows everything you need to know about what <laughs> Todd Howard is doing behind the scenes, our new friend, Lone Vault Wander, how are you? I'm going good, man. It's really nice to be on the show. I've been watching you for a very long time, so it's awesome that I'm actually here. It's a small world. We all freaking know each other. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're all crossing paths on social media where it's a big landmine of uh, of nonsense and, and good celebration, but uh, I just... 100%. <laughs> last night I reached out to you. I'm like, hey, um, I haven't talked to you in like a year, but would you... Uh, I know this... I know it's crazy. Kind of like I was asking you out. Uh, oh, do you like... Do you like hot fudge sundaes? <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, welcome oh. so much. We'll get to more uh, from you. I got to introduce yet again a really good friend of mine who runs the Renegade Realm podcast. Red Wolf is a content creator who's covered a lot of Starfield stuff. He's really passionate about anything that has you role play your character. Make him a guy, make him a girl, or you know, give him nine arms. Red Wolf's all about it. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good and a lot warmer now that I have pants on. Um, so, you know, I'm very happy to be I'm glad here. You mentioned it. Yeah, just a little. I didn't want to leave anyone out of that little fact. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on again, my good friend. And uh, alone, like I said, behind the scenes, uh, it's really great to actually meet you face to face. I appreciate it, bro. Like you the too. camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So today is it's a really unconventional thing. I don't normally live stream and. I usually don't just live stream because people like to sit down and listen to a really cultivated, well-thought-out video. And here I am just hitting the green button with a couple of guys, and we're going we're gonna to freewheel some really, really good discussion. And before we get started, I want to kind of give you guys an, a gauge and people who are here in the chat to kind of tell us where you're at with Starfield at this point. And I'll just start by saying that I put it down about two or three weeks ago. I played like nearly 300 hours. I did two full th playthroughs and I've done just about everything I can with the current build and loan. Where are you at with Starfield at this point in time? I'm kind of similar. I put it down about a month or so ago. So I did the full playthrough that I did when I reviewed the game and then I did a new one and kind of was like trying to make the perfect build. So I got my level really high, got all the skills that I kind of wanted to do. And now I'm like literally at the point to do all the quests again in the game. And that's where I dropped it. I'm like, I'm actually going to wait for a few more quality of life updates. I want city maps. I want other stuff in there. And then I'm going to do my proper playthrough. And then eventually we'll get DLC and stuff. So that's that's where I'm at right now. Okay. How many, how many hours did you think you got? Look, 
probably not as many as you. I would say about a hundred. Okay. <laughs> something, something like that. Because you, you get caught between playing and making video content and then you don't play as much. And this year has just been crazy with games. We've had so many releases that I've been trying to keep up uh, on top of. It's been, a, it's been a hard year to be a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying that behind the scenes. We'll get into that a little bit as well. Red, where are you at on, on Starfield? Did you, you hate it? I hate Starfield. Uh, I matter of fact, I knew that that really what fosters attention and in, in the media is hatred. And so I thought, hey, let's hate on this. Mm. Let's just talk about everything I hate. I hate Bethesda. Todd's a liar. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I love. <laughs> I I love Starfield. It's still my dream game. Did it live up to everything? Uh, well, I'm not. I already can feel the tangent coming. Let me just slow down. Where am I at with Starfield right now? That, that was the question. That was the question. Um, I know I can feel I, it too. I'm, I'm with you guys in loan. I'm sort of like with both of you at the same time. Loan, you were saying um, you're sort of putting it down to wait for things. I was loving Starfield so much that I put it down because I didn't want to do everything and miss out on the gameplay with new features that are coming, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I wanted 100%. to wait for like, star, you know, survival mode. Like I didn't want to just ch have like a checklist of quests and then say, man, I really wish I would have waited um, to mm. experience this stuff for the first time. Um, but. I put it down while I was having a great time. I, I never hit that point where I was like, I'm starting to get burnout. I was like, I need to stop because I'm not gonna. So I need to stop right now. Um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get into what's coming, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're all kind of about the same. And, you know, I did look back, guys. I looked back that when Fallout 4 came out, I played it probably an extra month or so longer than I played mm -hmm. Starfield. And when I went back to Fallout 4 after I wrapped up my time with Starfield, the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay loop of Fallout was more enjoyable because it's all kind of like more c tightly compact, which you, you guys well know. Uh, and mm. it's a real slow burn, which is one of the problems I get with Starfield. But um, since we know where we're at, the first thing I wanted to tackle is this narrative that Lone and I were and, and Red were really upset about last night, like really frustrated the way that the games media is. And I know on this podcast and on my channel alone, I've told people I don't believe in the Xbox tax. I outright told my audience that I believe the Xbox tax is an excuse for some of the things that Xbox doesn't do that pushes them above and beyond. Like I, I believe Xbox is right here. And if there's just a couple things they could do, they could be up in the upper rafters with some of the other competitors. And mm. over this past like, couple of uh, weeks, it's really changed my perception of what the Xbox tax is. And this being that as we end 2023, the games media, a glore is writing that Starfield is one of the major disappointments of 2023. And what was your reception for that? Uh, look, I, I can absolutely understand if, Starfield's not everyone's cup of tea. Like I told, I talked about this in my, in my review. It is a different style of game for a BGS game, and I think that took a, a lot of people back. However, it is still a good game in my eyes. It is still well reviewed. It's not in the nineties, and, and and I don't, I didn't even personally expect it to be in the nineties in terms of an open critic. I guessed it was going to be around eighty-eight, and now it's turned out to be eighty-five, eighty-four, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't understand the narrative that it's a complete disappointment and, and and whose fault does that lie on because you look at 
Bethesda as a, as a publisher, as a marketer. It is their job to hype up the game. And that's what Bethesda has always done very, very well. Like, I've been following them for a very long time. I used to work there for four years, right? What, what they do very well, because they are always on the smaller side when it comes to AAA publishers, they're very good at that marketing and making their game seem really, really big and grand and special. They have this unique style of marketing that get people very, very excited. And they, can, they did it very well for Starfield. They did it very well for Fallout 4. Does what, that raise what is expectations it? too high? I don't know, man. I, I, it's hard to describe in words like, I what see it as does in their marketing. Red and I joke about this behind the scenes. You see that moon over there? You can lick it. You can eat it. <laughs> um, yeah. I see it as Bethesda's like, you know, uh, this is how I see them. You know, it's the, we, just, we just made this really big open world and you could just go all these places. And you know what? If you want to do this, we've got this that does this, 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 this. You know, we have this too. It's, it's that kind of uh, laid back, it's no big deal marketing that gets mm. people like, we think it is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and it just makes you feel, I don't know, special and part of the journey. And maybe that style of hyping up and marketing set expectations very high so people are like, oh, well, it, it's a bit of a, a disappointment. That's the only, or at least one of the only reasons that I can think of because I, I, and I tweeted about this, Colt. I think you saw this on, on my Twitter. I really do think that Starfield has become a huge punching bag. And unfairly, it absolutely deserves criticism in several areas. I just made a video about creations coming to Starfield and how I'm not like the biggest fan with things. But being critical is one thing. Going too far and like it's just your shtick, you're constantly hating on the game. It's like it, like let's let's be fair here. Like be critical, be negative, but don't take it too far. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a fanboy. <laughs> Red, what do you think? You've you've talked about this quite a bit with me about the the expectation and the criticism, like what's missing from Starfield, and how do you feel about what Lone's saying? Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, I I guess I'm someone. Um, what I was about to go on a tangent about earlier was everything that I was excited about Starfield for Starfield about. Uh, I don't know for and about Starfield uh, for and about. Roundabouts and in and out uh, about Starfield uh, was everything that was actually shown and, and said that was going to be there, and, and it is. Um, whereas, and I think you and I talked about this like whenever Cyberpunk got revealed, people were like, I mean, they were like, what if you can, what if you can become a uh, Decker from uh, Blade Runner, and you can be like a, uh, and people just went crazy with expectations, and none of that was none of, none of that was there. There were some things with, and I'm just using Cyberpunk as like as like a hype meter to compare Starfield for me, uh, you know, that it was, they were hyping up Starfield just sort of the way that they did with all their other games. And I think maybe yeah. that played a part. I don't know if where, where people sort of got their expectations out of place versus what they were shown versus what, what we got, you know, cause everything that's in the game is what I love. Cause I knew it was going to be there. Um, I don't know, but that, that's just me. But, um, I don't know if I answered your question or maybe I you do. It, it takes us directly to the, to the next thing where I want to ask both of you guys, uh, because I think we probably would have the same answer in chat, you know, follow along with us and and write in, in the chat, what your answer is. And here's the question. What do you think the media as the media as a whole that reported on Starfield before it launched, what do you think they expected Starfield to review at in the, in the overall, what would be the overall number 
they expected because the reason why I asked this, and you can write your answers now, and I'll ask uh, Lone and Red, because mm-hmm. I feel like the media expected Starfield to get in 85, maybe in 88. I don't think they expected a 92 or 96 because I think they were very skeptical. And then I think there were some media conglomerates were pretty prominent that uh, expected it to be in the 70s. So let me start again with you, Lone. Where did you think the media was sitting before the big disappointment? Oh, man, that is, that is a hard question. I, I would probably say... I don't know. I, I, I don't know how people could have thought that it would ever even reach the heights of, of the Elder Scrolls because like those those heights are so lofty. Skyrim is, is, is a, has a cult following now. I, I think you're right. I think uh, and a lot of the conversations that I had with people, not media necessarily, was probably mid-80s. That, that, that is what I think what people expected. So you're right. There is a bit of dissonance between that and then people saying that it's a huge disappointment if that's what you expected and it was exactly that where were you disappointed and now not every media journalist is the same you have to kind of follow what they said before and after um but i would say sure. mid 80s okay mm-hmm. how about you red what do you think the uh, the chat's writing some numbers in that are all over the board but w- what do you think the media was expecting starfield to be uh, for a review I, uh, store. Joe Galetto, I agree with you at 95, almost perfect, near perfect, <laughs> like Fallout 4. Sorry, that was a, that was a deep cut. Uh, no one, <laughs> sorry, anyway. Uh, no, I we, we were actually talking uh, last night, and I, I thought it was going to be like 87. That, I, I think that's the number I told you. I said um, 88, yeah. which I didn't say here today, yeah. but I was figuring it out. I don't know, remind me what it actually is, because... Well, I mean, it's in like an 83 on Xbox, but Open Critic being the game Starfield across all platforms, it's an 85. Okay, look yeah. at that. I was almost right. Um, mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, everyone, for, for what everyone expected, I think because they have such a great pedigree with uh, kind of like what, what you were saying, Lone, like Fallout. Uh, Elder Scrolls, you know, especially coming off of Skyrim, and they had a miss with the other studio uh, with 76 to try something experimental. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was saying again last night that I think that they made a good call to experiment with gameplay features in a new IP rather than experiment with new features in a beloved IP like the Elder Scrolls. So Fallout was their first attempt. Like, what what would miss less or what what would hurt less i think so they they thought let's do a fallout multiplayer game and then they mm. they said what could we do in terms of exploration and all these all these ideas that we have we have this scratch that we want to itch in starfield let's put all of our creativity and all the crazy weird ideas that we have and put it in the starfield rather than elder scrolls and i think people expected it to light the world on fire the way that skyrim did and i think they played it safe uh if that makes any sense, they they played it safe mm. by not going going with Elder Scrolls first with the with all the craziness. Hmm. That you said that last night, and it did make me think. Like you you sort of posed it as they wanted to get this space idea out. Like this was the itch they had to scratch. Like we want to make this space game. It doesn't have to be Elder Scrolls. It doesn't have to be Fallout. It, we want it to be our own its own thing, and it surely is. Lone Vault, it surely is its own thing. When you like, when people say Fallout in space, you're like, yeah, you didn't play it. Or when they say Skyrim in space, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. It, it it is not for like it is. Yes, it is a BGS game at heart, and a lot of the mechanics are there. Like, but 
in terms of how it plays, even just progressing through the game, it's not the one compact world and you can't move five meters without finding something interesting. You are actively having to... The game is essentially guided by quests. It's structured differently. Sure. You have to be intentional with where you're traveling, where you want to go. That is not how Fallout 4 and, and Skyrim plays. It, it, it is different, and a lot of the ideas are different. It's not just because space game is different to post-apocalyptic, different to fantasy game. It is is very much structured in, in a different way to the, how, how they've done their games. Will they do it again in, in the future, given the reception? I mean, who knows? But it's, it's not Fallout in space. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to close this thing up in a second about uh, we'll we'll dive into that last bit a bit about how the media is so disappointed. Before I do that, let me grab a couple supers. Everybody, thank you for being here. We appreciate. It. We just got a couple. Rebel dropped one. Oh, that was yesterday. The other day, Kung Fu Hot Dog says Merry Christmas, Colt. Love the Wolverine leaks. And it's funny. I was thinking when I wanted to do this thing about talking about Bethesda's roadmap and Starfield, like everybody actually wants to talk about the dire situation that PlayStation's in. And I'm not interested in doing that on a live stream or a string of tweets. So um, I hope you guys are here to celebrate the games we love and what's to come. Yudona Kizada also, thank you for the $2 says all-star cast of based Bethesda stars. Hi to Wolfie Pooh. He says to Red Wolf. Awesome. Abdi, thank you so much for the $7 Canadian. says, do you think Fallout 4's next-gen patch will fix the crash bugs on Xbox? Before I, <laughs> before I ask uh, Lone for his expertise, I uninstalled Fallout 4 right when I did like a full like third playthrough completion la- uh, last month. It, it completely almost bricked my Series X. I didn't tell anybody. Because I was so freaked out that I didn't think I'd be able to fix it, but the screen was lime green, graphical rainbows everywhere, and and Rebel says just uninstall your game and it'll fix it. And I reinstalled. I'm like it's still there. It was like it was almost destroyed. I had to do a whole factory reset and it's back. But Lone, what what are we expecting from the Fallout next gen patch as far as stability oh. and other things? Look, there are certain things that they need to fix, and and I think everyone agrees with me. Like downtown Boston and how that performs there. 100% needs yeah, to be like, fixed. There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, no matter what, you're obviously, on. especially on Xbox. Yeah, it, it PC is a bit, yeah. bit, bit better, but I know the experience on Xbox is pretty bad. Um, yeah. I, I would hope in like that this is actually going to fix the some of the core issues that Fallout 4 has with performance, with stability, with frame rate. It's obviously going to get a, a slick coat of paint, but like I what kind of slick coat of paint? Because well, it's a good point because it's a good-looking game already. So like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> now, where do you primarily play Fallout Four? PC. PC. That's Have you I played think. it on Series X with the with the uh, <laughs> FPS boost on? No, no. I, the only time that I played X, uh, Fallout Four on Xbox was when I ve- when I first reviewed the game. I actually played it on the Xbox One. Right, so I haven't played on an Xbox since then. Does it play all right with the FPS boost? There, there are points in downtown Boston where they'll run to like thirty frames, but for the most part, mm. it looks like. Well, I have both versions on PC and Xbox. I've gone back and forth many, many times. Yeah, yeah. when you load it up with FPS boost, um, I can't remember if you can change the field of view in on PC without a mod, like. I think I you can now. I'm, okay. I would assume so. <laughs> like that's like one of the big differentials. Like when I load up the FPS boost check button on on the Series X, like the game looks you you forget that the game actually does look really nice. And when you walk in the yeah. interiors with no pit boy light, like you're like, wow, for all this baked in stuff, this looks really nice and and the game runs mm. really well. So 
I'm scratching my head wondering what big improvements they're going to bring, but I think there's so much unoptimized locations that that's why yeah. this patch isn't out. It's been taking so long. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. They're, they're trying to stamp those locations, and, and squarely it's downtown Boston. Mm-hmm. They don't want a media storm of, oh, this game is still broken in 2024, blah, 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 especially if this is being released in conjunction with the Fallout TV show. They want everything to be good. Yeah, and I want to talk about that show as well in just a moment. Thank you, Brio uh, Gyro, for the $10 super chat. He says, in Starfield, he says, I'm level 127, 970 achievements, new game plus 10. I'm still playing Starfield and still excited for the new features. I'm just building wealth and outposts as I tinker with side quests. And if you're watching the show earlier, I had um, my <laughs> my Crimson Fleet murder fest where I racked up a million uh, bounty that I'll never can you can you guys help me get rid of that bounty million bucks like maybe donate me some credits in the game or something I'll, <laughs> hey, how do you build it up that high <laughs> so Damn, no. w- normally I would get like a 15,000 credit um, bounty and then go pay it off if I did something on accident but I got so tired yeah. in, in my last like my final 30 to 40 hours of playthrough on new game plus I got so tired of running into Crimson Fleet or Pirates who are friendly to me because I'm in the middle of the their quest. And I'm like, you're this game is putting me on so many locations where there's no enemies to fight. And I say, you know what? If you're wearing maroon or you're wearing burgundy or whatever you call it, you're dead. <laughs> so I just started yeah. clipping them. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um all right, well let's 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 dive into this the, the rest of that part. So now the media is basically saying that there are major disappointments this year, and of course we know that Redfall and for, for a game to be a disappointment, it has to have a certain level of hype, and Starfield certainly had a lot yeah. of hype. But being an eighty-five and an open critic doesn't make it a disappointment. But what can you tell me? I'll start with Red. Red, what can you tell me that the uh, media seems to justify that makes Starfield such a disappointment? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I think it goes back to the, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to stay away from the Xbox tax stuff, right? But, um, I don't uh, know. I mean, you can dip it, into that a little bit. I don't care. I mean, there's a lot of people who would agree with you. So, um, well, let's just pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm kidding. Uh, or am I? Um, but I think honestly, with the media as we know it, like with IGN and all the, like IGN gave it a seven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then other, and then uh, you know we see the uh, the watermark uh, scores in the trailer nine out of ten, ten out of ten is like a hundred of them in that in that one, whatever. No, I feel like no one's really paying attention to the positivity and what I said in the beginning, the way I built my channel on hate, um, no, uh, was how people just ignore the positivity a lot of the times. Like, why are you enjoying Starfield? Like, we're not talking about how much we love Starfield so much because we're still playing it. Like, when Starfield first came out, remember, I don't know if you guys remember this on social media, on Twitter, everyone was saying, how come no one's talking about Starfield? It's because we're playing it. We're playing it right now. We are, we are knees deep playing it right now. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why, why do you want to, that was every single day. It's pretty quiet around here. It's like, yeah, leave me alone. I'm playing. It's kind of like when, when Um, the family sits mm. down and they finally shut up because they're enjoying the food. Sure. Right. It's like, what is it not good? What am I supposed to scream while I'm eating this delicious lasagna? Have you tried it? Um, 
What about um, uh, what about the zeitgeist of like all of the memes? Like they're complaining about there aren't memes. There's like not a big culture. I, I don't know what you'd call it, like a culture smorgasbord of people talking about like uh, Lone Wolf. Where are the uh, super hot, sexy posters of of Starfield characters? Like which Starfield character is like everyone wishing they could come to life and 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 date? Besides I, I, I saw. I think I saw the tweet that Seems, you're referencing yeah, about how there's like there's no fan art of of Starfield characters and blah 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 blah. Look, I I've thought this for a while, right? And this is beyond Starfield. The games industry has gotten so big that every community has its own bubble community, right? Okay. So there's 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 one for Starfield, there's one for Cyberpunk, there's one for Baldur's Gate, and often people that really love a game they're in that community. And they don't, ne- and people outside the community don't necessarily see what's going on because algorithms are tailored for your preferences. So when someone says, and that's the tweet that that went out, it went viral on Twitter. It was like, I've barely seen uh, Starfield fan art. All I see is Baldur's Gate three. I'm like, well, because you've told implicitly the social media algorithms that you're on that you're a Baldur's Gate three fan. Why would they show you a Starfield fan art? If you're not going to engage with it and if you don't like it, clearly that's not what your preference is. That's why you're not seeing Starfield fan art. And it goes for any game. It goes for any community. Like, I know that that tweet was just to get people riled up a little bit and and mm-hmm. poke holes at the game. But come on, like, let, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, there are communities that are tailored to show you the content that you want to see because that's what you've told the the platform that you want to see. So if you're not seeing other games, it's because... You don't like other games, and that's fine. Why would you see Starfield fan art if you haven't, on the platform, put any engagement or liked any other Starfield fan art? They're not going to recommend you any. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Really good point. Really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why am I all, all of a sudden seeing a bunch of lasagna videos on my YouTube? Yeah. Like, I, I definitely would not be inundated with Lord of, or with uh, Tears of the Kingdom Zelda stuff because that's just not, not in my algorithm, but... There's this fallacy does, does, that does that mean that Starfield I'm sorry that Zelda fan art doesn't exist, Colt? Of course no. not. Of course it does. No. You're just not in the right. community. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't exist in your world because you're not Correct. that's not where you're at. Yeah. Well, you didn't yeah. answer me the question who is the hot piece of uh <laughs> wonder that you have to date in Starfield. Now now this is uh this was uh, this is a very offensive comment to make and it's not something i would normally yeah. make on on my channel yeah. but for funsies it is pretty it's pretty hilarious to say you know like who is uh if, if somebody i had this graphic that i shared that has like all these ip characters from xbox's portfolio and sarah morgan's in the middle and somebody's like man this is a literal comment man i wish starfield had somebody way hotter that i want to make out with than just sarah morgan <laughs> so <laughs> so so who's who's the hot commodity uh, in the in the Starfield universe, well, look, like for me, it was definitely Andreja. I reckon she yeah. she's the best companion. But like, it also personality wise, I like I was initially all for Sarah Morgan, and then I had her as a companion, and I was like, wow, you are really really annoying. She and kind of had I that third grade teacher thing going, right? Yeah, like stop she, like, lecturing. You to reach me. for she something. She's like, me. Yeah, yeah, stop doing that. Yeah. But Andreja, yeah. like, given her background in history, was actually cool companion i really like right her, so i would stand treasure she's like i'm she, over she here getting this... in this chest and you're like i'm busy i'm yeah, leaning yeah. down she i'm picking it up right now i'm, I'm looking for yeah. something 
<laughs> yeah, Andreja had had such a great like she felt like a she felt more real than the majority of characters because she had a bit yeah. of darkness and some uh, she yeah. was a bit jaded and she was really like a human character, which is why I loved her. Uh, and she's a war. She's a soldier. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. had a lot of lot of baggage and uh, yeah, and and uh, in all the ways. So that was yeah, I agree with you. I mean, my good friend uh, married Sam Coe in the game, and oh man, we love uh, Elias Effects. He's so fantastic, yes. and I'm sure Lone, you. I don't know if you talked about it in your content about how how Sam Coe and Andresia were supposed to be the voiced main characters at one point. Did you make a video on Dude. that or just report on it? Uh- I didn't make a video. I saw. I saw the report. I. I'm just glad that they didn't go in that that direction. Look, I. I'm. I. I will defend Fallout 4. I, I. I think for what it did, it was a really great game. Brought in a lot. Lot of casual lay fans. Very successful. I and 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 I will say this. I'm actually very good friends with both of the voice protagonists from Fallout 4. Um, I thought they did a great job. I've met them in person. Really, really? great down to earth people. They're, they're honestly they're, they're the best. That's so, Jack from uh, Mass Effect. Yeah, you, you got Courtney, you had you Courtney were able Taylor to talk to well. her. Yeah, Courtney Taylor. Yeah, I so I I, I, tell, I tell you a little like, story. So, so we awesome. We, we did podcasts during the Fallout Four heyday. We did podcasts and 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 stuff together back when. If you remember this, uh, Red, when I didn't show my face, right? I no one knew who I was. I was just a, a username on the internet, Lone Vault Wanderer. And then I went over to E three through another job that I had. And I saw Courtney Taylor in person and like someone oh, so introduced cool. us as two random people. And then I, I, I shook hands or whatever. And I said, Hey, Courtney, you actually know me. I'm blah, blah, blah. And she freaked the hell out. It was the coolest yeah, moment way. in the world. It's so, so cool, yeah, I, man. I, I, I love, love Courtney. I've met her many times and saying that, saying how much I love the game, I still don't believe a voice protagonist was the right choice just because of the way that we all play BGS games. We want to immerse ourselves. We want to be in the shoes of the protagonist, and it's harder when you have yeah. a voice character behind that, right? Especially when yeah. you're role-playing multiple times for your character to sound the same the whole time, because that's what, the way voice protagonists work. It just, I don't think it was the best call. So I'm glad that they didn't do it for Starfield. I, I'm, I'm, I think it was the right decision. Yeah, whenever you play Bethesda games, you have you 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 really want to I always use the term inject yourself into the experience. Um yeah. even if you're not out loud saying the lines like I am like a psychopath in my pajamas on my couch. Um <laughs> <laughs> trying to sound like Gerald the whole time. Um That's a but, fascinating uh, story. Any chances coming to an end? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but you, but you're right. Yeah. And I, I feel like even with like, it was interesting to see it in fallout four, but, and mm. I was, I wasn't like against anyone whenever people were like, I don't like it. It's wrong. And I was like, I kind of like it. I just liked it cause it was new. Um, you know, and right. we were talking last night again, how about how like, uh, a reviewer with 50 hours will put the review out for a game. And then someone the same day who just got it that morning has four hours. And they say, you're wrong. You're wrong about that feature. And they go, just mm. wait, just wait until you're 50 hours in, come back to me and, and then let me know how you feel then. And that's actually how I, how I felt about the voice acting. So I do agree. After a while, I was like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like that's me. I'm just playing as, you know, as that yeah. character. As, as, character. Yeah. as that character. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even though the guy's name is Colt Eastwood in Fallout 4, um, and he looks <laughs> like me if I was handsome, um, I still kind of do get pulled out of that moment. But I, in 2015, it felt modernized. It's like, okay, this is modernized. Instead of the slam into the straight ahead where nothing's moving yeah. in the background, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, 
I won the lottery. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, so, sorry about your true. eardrums if that was super loud, but um, that was perfect. I I like I like both, but my problem with the the way that the uh, the guy voiced Fallout Four is his his delivery is kind of like, yeah, I guess. Uh, I was frozen for 200 years. Oh, well, it was kind of like that. Um, but Courtney Taylor's <laughs> performance was just, I mean, Hey, it's kind of like FemShep, right? You get, you get even better when you choose that. So, um, she yeah. was, Noah. yeah, that, that is hey, such uh, a tangent. <laughs> before we go, I, I just want to shout out, uh, my good friend, DeMarco dude. Oh uh, yeah. He, he wanted to shout out and say hello to you loan. He loves you. Uh, very, very much. Hey, and, uh, he wishes he was as handsome as you. Is what he is what he just DM'd me on Twitter. <laughs> Good uh, to hear from you, Demarco. Thank you, man. Yeah, and uh, and he says hello. Hey, Colt. Yeah, thank you, Demarco. It's good seeing you again, as always. And hey, you guys, yep. give a give a thumbs up if you're here and you're enjoying the show as we get into these this discussion about Bethesda. And we're going to talk about the future and what's to come for Starfield in just a moment. But you know, give an extra special mm. thumbs up if you can hit it a little extra hard. Lone Wolf woke up kind of. Uh, Lone Vault woke up kind of early and he was like, I was like, Hey, do you see, he goes, like, you still want to do this? It's 7 a.m. here. And I'm like, Yeah, let's wait a while and let's wait until uh, you've had some cereal. <laughs> Thank you for waiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was but, still in bed messaging you and you were like, You want to do this in two hours? I'm like, Uh, sure. Let's yeah, do it. <laughs> it's crazy because he's in Australia. So he's a day and a half ahead of me. And it would be like 10 o'clock last night. I was like, Hey, man, uh, I have, st- st- I had this idea. And then I went to bed. Phone hits the face and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's such an honor uh, for Red Knight to have you here and, and to talk. People, Thank you know, you. if you're a Bethesda fan, you love to talk to people who know exactly what you're talking about. Let, let's talk about the new expansions because. We've been mm. twirling our mustache thinking about what big or small changes are coming and how soon is this new update? Uh, they've outlined it. You've made content on it. Lone, take the, take the floor and tell us what we can expect first for Starfield. Yeah. If people want to come back or keep going. Sounds like people are still going. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're still going and want to come back. Um, so Bethesda essentially came out and said, Starting from February, we're going to have a major update. And from that moment, there's going to be updates every six weeks. Now, they didn't list an exhaustive list. And they kind of specified that. This is like the stuff that we can talk about now. But we're obviously tinkering with with other stuff at the moment. Um, but they have stuff planned like, you know, city maps. City maps, Colt, you, you kind of mentioned this on Twitter and 100% mm-hmm. agree. City maps shouldn't be in the game before launch. It makes navigating cities very, very hard without one. So that is is coming. As is more ship cu- ship customization. As is so, you, so you can have by the way decorations and, and new shipbuilding options in the game. Of, of course, there's already that stuff in the game, but there'll be even more um, decorations like what, game- like racing stripes or. Uh, yeah, like little stuff that you can maybe like put inside of your ship and 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 stuff like that. Like I think they're just going to go hate, like crazy with it. They they've learned a lot from Fallout seventy six in particular that when you keep adding that stuff into into a game, people will go crazy, and they and that's why they spend more time in the game. And then when they eventually release creations, they're probably more likely to spend money. They know what they're doing. They learned shout, from Fallout seventy six. Shout out to the real Fallout seventy six fans out there, like that blue number <laughs> and and red eye, like. Lone, you didn't know this, but um, like a year ago and all before, I hated the game. And then I don't know, something clicked the summer before Mm. Starfield came out. Like a month, two months before the game came out, where I was like, this is 
I think I like this more than Fallout 4 in so many ways. So, mm. yeah, big, big props to the team for building something amazing. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, if we have time, we can talk more about 76. Um, but yeah, and then they're adding more stuff like new gameplay options so you can like tweak your, your difficulty. So right now, there's obviously the general difficulty levels, but I think the idea is you'll be able to specify how difficult you want space combat, how difficult <sighs> you want the afflictions in the game, and when you're walking through and exploring the environment. So different stuff like that, I think they're, they've been testing it and they're really going to get in depth hopefully about how you can fine-tune the difficulty in the game um but obviously the the, the big one cult is is modding they're, they're going to bring the official modding tools out next year and as part of that creations are coming to starfield which if you don't know essentially with skyrim back in the in the day they had a thing called creation club creation club was where bethesda game studios reached out to a modder and said hey we want you to make this mod for a certain fee and we're going to sell it uh, on, on the skyrim store so that was Creation Club, and that was tied in with paid, uh, free mods as well as kind of the one thing. And now they've been combined into Creation. So there's both free versions, and now if you're a vetted creator, you can essentially create paid mods and earn a royalty on that. That system is going to be coming to Starfield in the coming year. That's so pretty much it. if people are paid for their creations, like they will be making the best thing they can make to get the most return on it. So we could see some really cool... Uh, those are mods that get certified by Bethesda, so we pay money yep. to imply them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, it, I, I, there's a lot of thoughts that I have about about the system, but that is in in on paper how it's meant to work. <clears throat> Modders get compensated so they can do this ideally as a career. They can spend as much time as possible because they're getting you know compensated for it. Okay, okay. Red, I know you probably have some specific questions about this update um is there anything you want to ask him that we kind of dive into what we think is is coming with these new changes yes yes (laughs) yes the one thing that i want so bad in in starfield uh survival mode um Mm. and and even even at its bare barest bone um you know eating sleeping drinking just to give because alone i don't know if you agree with this but like in bethesda games I mean, they have, they have so much just, as Todd would say, stuff in their games that yeah. in in survival mode, it gives a lot of that stuff a lot more meaning. Um, and especially with, like, the afflictions and stuff that you get in Starfield, the, which, by the way, I hope that they that, that, that is, like, another improvement. But um, survival mode just gives a lot of meaning to the, to the, to the random items in the world. Um, so survival mode is the one thing that I'm hoping for in a sort of mm. maybe even, like, limiting you with traveling so you can only sort of slingshot from one system to another instead of just because because then space travel would feel like traveling instead of just Mm -hmm. teleporting everywhere because if you're like in in skyrim and fallout 4 or or any bethesda game once you discovered you know once you put 30 40 hours into the game you're just on the map boom 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 you're just yeah you're just teleporting teleporting. yeah yeah and yeah. and it sort of just takes away the feeling of the exploration. So I feel like maybe that mm. they could do that with with survival mode. Um, so what do you think about survival mode coming to Starfield? I I definitely agree that it would add add much more meaning to all the food items in the game and the stuff that right now, let's be honest, is almost pointless. And they did yeah. add the easy eat option when you see a a food piece that you can just eat it straight away because no one's going back in their inventory and eating stuff when it give you, gives you like no health. And it's kind of crazy <laughs> when you, yeah, yeah, you're right. But it's kind of crazy <laughs> when you look at how much work they put into 
how realistic the sandwiches look and how good the food looks when they don't have an actual proper use in the game. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so survival mode would absolutely help with that. I, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. I was never expecting a survival mode from launch. Like with Fallout 4, that came much, much later. It requires a lot of fine tuning, but more importantly, it's a reason for people to play the game again. So yeah. it's actually strategic. Don't just have it from launch. Let people play the game normally. And then six, seven, whatever months later, you add a survival mode. They have more reason to come back. And oh, look at these pretty creations that you can buy with money now. That's why they're doing it. Okay. Well, what about mm. the, you know, you have, um, if there's like 400 individual items in the world, it seems like 200 of them are completely worthless. All you can do is yeah. pick up like the, the space duct tape and these other wrenches and assorted <laughs> items only to make pennies on the dollar in vendors. And like, why would you carry them? Cause over encumbrance is so bad in this game. Well, I don't, yeah. is there another reason why they included all these different items in the, I don't want to jump into a whole things that are wrong with the game, but uh, isn't that like a weird choice they made or what's your opinion on that? I know. I, I agree. Like they and, and they put so much effort and not just effort in doing it, but also emphasizing the physics system that they have. And like all these items have their own physics and you can move them around and da, 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 da. But what do you actually use them for? Well, they just sit in the, in, in your storage. And as you said, over encumbrance is such a pain. There's only like one, maybe two unlimited storage containers in the game. I, I really wish that more of these items had more of a use. And mm-hmm. they're meant to be used in crafting. They're meant to be used in modding your gun and doing a lot of that stuff. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I just felt like I was picking up a lot of useless stuff for nothing. But to be, to be honest... That was kind of introduced in Fallout 4. It, it went But you crazy. couldn't break down the, the wrenches and the duct and the yeah. space tape. Yeah. So they right, had yeah. their yeah. only <clears throat> the only thing I could figure they were for was to make three credits like by selling nine things. And yeah. I, Red, you did not ask him the most important question. It was uh, one of the oh, bullet points. One of the most <laughs> important bullet points was new ways to travel. Oh my goodness. Yeah, let me yeah, ask yeah. let me ask this. <laughs> Lone, what do you think about the new ways to travel? Uh, no. uh do you do you think that this means that we're gonna get like a hover bike like we have in like Destiny, for example, just something that we pull out and Segway. you know, because tra- traversal can't be grounded because of the way the procedural generation works, I would assume. So you can't you don't know you I guess you can't really like account for how that's how uh, literal wheels on the ground is going to mm. mi- mix with the way the you don't know how the terrain is going to be uh, generated, yeah. I guess. Um, do you think that that's what they mean? Or do you think that it's a combination of land vehicle, hu- you know, hover bike and with the fast traveling? Like maybe they're doing some like fly into a planet and then it makes you mm. land. You know, what do you think? About oh, yeah, the, yeah. The There's a lot there. Yeah. There, there is a lot like it, it could be the fast travel look it could be like flying from planet to planet um like hypothetically the light speed is actually something that you move through and it's not just a cutscene or, or a loading screen i i do think though the most likely thing is some sort of mars rover style of vehicle or what i said from the beginning and this to me is the least amount of work because the system is there you know, you have your, your cool jetpack. You, you can use the boost, and there are different options for it. Just have one that takes you like this, horizontally, so you can just fly across the bloody planet. That, the, 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 I don't know why that wasn't included from, from the beginning. That would actually make 
you know, planet traversal much more enjoyable. If you don't think, because that's what Bethesda Game Studio said, they didn't believe that a, like a vehicle or, or a Mars rover or some sort of mount would have worked. But you have this jetpack, just allow us to do that. I think that's an easy, easy thing. Jetpack, move horizontal very, very fast. It's easy to get from one place to another. I would have loved that. I would really love that. Like right. just as, something as simple as a new jetpack variant? Is what you're saying? Yeah. That's huh. what, like that's what hmm. I mean. In, in terms of like how hard the work is, why? Because it's it's you can't just like create a mount or, or create a vehicle. It's a lot of coding. It's a lot of hard work. It's okay. much more hard work than just introducing a new jetpack variant. That they just change the. It's not as simple as this, but they just change the numbers. So instead of boosting you up, it boosts you horizontally really sure. fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I think that is a nice a nice balance that they can reach. That that is one of the issues with the with the jetpack using it as a ease for traversal. All of your trajectories are you know eighty degrees up yeah. and and very you know very not very far out. Um, and I have thought about that. Like if you could boost forward, you know, even in Mass Effect Andromeda, you can sort of use that to speed up traversal. Although your boost is yeah. only a few feet, so or a few meters. As it were, yeah. Uh, yeah. But then you you can tie that into to your skills and, and and like if you if you want to be able to move horizontally faster to make planet traversal easier, you spec into a certain skill and then it makes it much much better. I mean that's how BGS games have always worked. I, I was very surprised that that wasn't included from the get go. Hmm. Okay. Is there anything else on that list that uh, it needs to be further defined, Red? When you think about that list of updates coming, I guess the other question would be if you can't think Whoa. of it, how soon is this? update expected well so what were what were you saying loan you said after after february from that point? well they yeah they, they said the the first major update is in feb now how many of these things are going to be included in that update we don't oh, know but okay. every six weeks from that moment on they intend to do an update if, if i was to guess every one of those updates every six weeks will include an, a new cool feature so the first one in February might have the different way to travel. The second one might have, you know, city maps. Like, hypothetically, I think that's how they're going to to split it out. And then eventually, you've obviously got to fit in Shattered Space, the new expansion, in there somewhere. That's going to be I one of them. Just, but I would yeah. also assume that that update includes a lot of quality of life stu- uh, stuff, too, because it's bringing more people back to the game. So I assume that's how they want to tie it in. Yeah, I, I really wish yeah. they would have <clears throat> changed the coefficient of, of weight for everything. I got over-encumbered so fast. Yeah. Like... Twice as fast as yeah. I did in any other Bethesda game. L- let's talk about Shattered Space because this is one aspect of Starfield that I have not bothered to even dive into what could be. Um, let's mm. talk about what Shattered Space is supposed to be as an expansion and what things we're going to see and when that will drop because, honestly, I have not given it much thought. I live my life one week at a time. <laughs> well, I, I don't know when, when it's coming, but I think the easiest thing to say... So what they said specifically, it's going to be new story content, new locations, new gear, and much more. I strongly think, and I think a lot of people think the same, the Varun faction is going to get a lot of importance in that in that content because you have all these friggin' traits and, and story points and dialogue that relate to the Varun faction. You never get to meet them. So yeah. like, where the yeah. hell were they? And I remember I was talking to, I don't know if you've watched his content, Camelworks, um, he was oh, yeah. also playing the game before launch, and he was like, I picked this one, and he's like, I'm 60 hours in loan. Have you found them yet? I'm like, no, nah, I haven't found them yet. Why Why they weren't in the main game, even though there are all these things pointing to the rune? They have to be as part of Shattered Space. They have to be, in my opinion. Okay. 
Yeah. And they did yeah, say 2024, like, right? They're still yeah. they're still holding to that. So like mm-hmm. a year from now, like at the end of the year, I would assume is kind of uh, that's how I I don't know I my expectations I, for things. I, I would probably say shattered space mid year. If I was to guess, and I'm pulling these numbers out of nowhere, but shattered space mid year and maybe mod support and creations later in the year. That would, oh, that would be my geez. Or they could go the other long. way around. Yeah, I know. I know I, it's a long time. But. I want the mods available in in some aspect, like soon in the early part of the year. You know, uh, who yeah. is this in the chat was asking Ray Ray Oid is like, is it okay to talk about spoilers in the chat? And I, I'm like making this decision. I yes, I think mild spoilers. I think at this point, if you're here, you've probably yeah. finished the game. Um, we can talk around it if people and people yeah, in chat yeah. like it's it's pretty easy to talk talk around. I feel like even when people, when the reviews came out, people were talking about New Game Plus and how amazingly implemented it was in comparison to other New Game Pluses. And we couldn't even really about. talk about that, Reddit, at right under right, the yeah, embargo right. agreement. Like, it it was really tough. Lone and I were talking pre-show about how. I'll we'll dive into this for a second here. Yeah, Reviewing <laughs> this, I'd be very careful when I say this because it can come off the wrong way. I am. I'll start by saying I am so, so grateful that I have the opportunity to play a game early and have the opportunity yeah. to re- to review it. It is a massive privilege as a content creator who's gotten to that point where they earn that privilege. And so mm-hmm. it's a really cool thing. But Lone and I were talking about how it can suck a lot of the enjoyment away when you're under the gun of a review embargo, guidelines, a deadline. And we both felt this way when we were playing Starfield. Uh, how did you describe it? <laughs> oh man, I, I was just I was just tired. I was exhausted. I was stressed. I was having and, and, and I'll share this with you all. Like I, I was not having a good time, you know, reviewing the game because I felt this pressure. And mm-hmm. I took because I work full time. I took time off of work, so this I is like too. me, you know. Same. So this is me full time, <laughs> full time. Just playing Starfield. I wasn't even making any other video content, which reviewers do at the same time they're also reviewing games, like Maddie and ACG. So mm-hmm. I had all my time dedicated to Starfield. It was genuinely, and, and again, like you, Cole, I appreciate the ability to get codes and to be part of that process. But I was the most stressed that I've ever been in my life. Ever. How many hours it, were you it, playing it is, a day? Dude, yeah, you're sitting in front of your your desk for at least ten to 12, 12 hours. That 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 is the time that you have to spend because then you have to think about scripting. Then you have to sp- think about capturing gameplay and editing that. So it's not just playing the game to be an expert and be able to talk about it. At some stage, you need to call it and say, "I and I need to stop at fifty or seventy or eighty hours, and oh, then yeah, be I, able to review." The, the I need to make sure yeah. I finish the story so I have enough time. Yeah. Uh, to to do all those things that you've been capturing, writing, and getting ready, and what a dumb thing yeah. to complain about! Like, yeah, we get it. it. It does sound like a. It is a really dumb complaint. We know it is, but uh, we did feel very pressured. But yep. um, yeah, I mean, in the and, in the and, opening, and, me, and honestly, Colt, this is this is a game that how many weeks did Bethesda give us to review? They were very generous. That that was not normal. It was like a lot of it? review codes. Was that it I've, a full I've two weeks? In. Yeah, it was full. It was two weeks, right? And, and a lot of review codes that I've done, like it's been two or three days, and obviously different lengths of game. But they gave us a lot of time, and because there was so much to do, 
it was it was stressful for me and that's no fault on bethesda is no fault on the on the review process that it's just for me and what i enjoy it wasn't I was very stressed. I, I was I was exhausted by the end of that process, and I was so burnt out that I stopped making video content for a month. It was stressful. I did too. I I went to PAX after the review went up, and I did a guide video um, for for Starfield, and then I didn't yeah. make content for like three weeks, and then I had the pressure of I need to provide content for people who want to see what is going on. But. Yeah. My question is, uh, Red, this is like a kind of a different discussion than normal, but my question is like, how much are jaded do reviewers get when they're not reviewing one big game during the month? They're reviewing sometimes two big games <laughs> and then every other week they're reviewing games with their outlets. Um, Red, being someone who doesn't do industry reviews, do you think from where you're looking at hearing this, that reviewers would feel a certain way about how much they actually really enjoyed games. Oh, if they were, if the pressure wasn't on all the time, uh, when with, with time, with, with reviews. Yeah. I mean, I have heard, uh, I've heard from, from Carrick, uh, alone, from, you know, ACG mm -hmm. yep. talk about, I mean, that's like, that's his whole, that's his whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and people ask him all the time, like, does it take away your enjoyment from the game? And he he's talked about it like it's sort of become his cadence because that's mm. what he's doing so much. So that's sort of how he's played games. And in between, he goes back to things. So he doesn't like, you know, he goes back to it, it's like me like trying to ha like finish my list of games, like my backlog, and then every now and then I'll go back and play the Skyrim or the or the Witcher or something like that to like sort right. of like get like a, a spot of happiness in between because I'm, I'm a psychopath. But uh, I think ye the answer is yes. For someone who doesn't do it all the time, but does get it like, um, you know, you, you both were, were, were uh, reviewing Starfield um, and you felt the pressure. There is the hype that comes with it. There is the, um, I really want to nail this. I want to give a good perspective and you, mm the whole time that you're playing, you're like, I don't even know what, I mean, I'm, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but like, I can imagine that if I was reviewing Starfield and I had two weeks to make a video, to write a script, to get all my thoughts into one thing, I would be so overwhelmed and it wouldn't feel fun to me. Um, so I yeah. feel like, uh, with reviewing games in general, uh, cult, your question was, I think, if I can remember, it was, <laughs> how do people... Do, do you think the reviewers, uh, like, have a hard time enjoying games when they're under the gun? Yeah, I mean, it's kind I, of I a... would say yes. Uh, I would say yes. Like, Skill Up talked about... He was on a show with Maddie uh, recently, with Jake Valdino, yeah. and he talked about... Oh, I got um, to choose that. Yeah, it was, it was great. And he talked about um, how he's written scripts for games that he loved so much, so much, at, for a review, he couldn't put it into words like because he loved it so much and that's like the other end of the spectrum like you're if you're playing a game you mm. love it so much you're like i can't explain how i feel i can just make a noise like huh? and that's all i can do oh, oh. oh. <laughs> right that's, that's as far as i can go it, that's kind of how I, I think you know how how he was talking about it but i think the majority of reviewers treating it like a job probably take it a little a little too seriously and they i don't think i don't think it I don't think they'd have as good a, a, a time as they would just, you, you got to think it's always in the back of your head. My script, my script, my notes, my, you know, it's so, and you guys know this way more than I do, but that's my take as someone who's done nothing. Well, I think that <laughs> yeah. Starfield landed amongst 
some of the historic games of this past decade or 15 years. Be, being able, being such a big, high-profile game that Starfield is, and then it launches next to a a year where there are not enough slots for Game of the Year contender because there were so many huge games mm-hmm. that came out all in the same year. Uh, it's it it really works against it. And I, personally, I feel like the things that I don't love about Starfield would keep it out of these top six slots for game of the year. But after yeah. <clears throat> finishing a couple of those games or setting them down that end up getting nominated, I'm like, well, maybe Starfield should be in there, but it wasn't. Uh, what loan you're going to say something. Sorry about that. No, 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 no. Like I, I was just agreeing with, with, with what was being said before. Um, the, what, what I will say is that when you, when you are reviewing a game to feel those feelings, I think it's completely normal. I think it's, it's, it's human for, for everyone to, to feel stress. And that's why part of me does feel for journalists that do this. And, and in the context uh, of them probably like working, uh, like it's, it's a very fickle industry. You don't know when you're working in media and, and publishing, am I going to have a job? Am I, is my contract going to get extended? How many hours am I putting into this and, and what am I getting paid? It's, it, it, I couldn't imagine oh, how stressful yeah. it is. I, I just, I, I couldn't do it. I'm not built like ACG. I'm not built like other creators who have found that rhythm. They found that cadence. They're so bloody good at it. And that's what they do. Me barely reviewing games and coming into that process was so overwhelming that I just, I, I didn't know how to process it in, in, in the moment. I think these are just normal feelings. Yeah. Everyone's probably going to be a little bit tired, exhausted, and a bit jaded, when you're constantly reviewing games, to be clear, sometimes reviewing games you wouldn't otherwise play, but you're doing it because it's your job. It's I think I think that's normal, completely normal. Yeah. I yeah. somebody asked me the other day, uh, is it worth it for you to make videos? Like, is it worth it for how much you get paid, for how much time you put in? I'm like, you mean how much I make per hour by making a video? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Is it worth it? I go. Well, I don't think of it that way because I make the videos yeah. on my free time because I have a full-time job. Um, sometimes I worry if I spend six hours on a video that I just really labored over and it doesn't do well. And you and I were saying before the show yeah. that typically our game review videos do less traffic than our yep. regular videos. And so you feel like yep. you have to understand that when you do a review video, it's far more work than when you do something and report it on the news. And I, I feel a certain way about that. I couldn't imagine being a contractor for IGN or a gaming outlet and, yeah. or being someone who bills their time and saying, okay, I played this game for 60 hours and then I spent 18 hours writing and compiling and building the review and getting it on YouTube for you guys. And then they're like, okay, yeah. here's your, you're uh, seventeen dollars an hour, like uh, or whatever it would be end up being based on how much time you spent, you know, because it really could be uh, that. That's yeah. a that's a crazy discussion for content creators and people who uh, want to do something like that. Demarco, dude, thank you so much for the five dollars super chat. He says, "My holiday con- contribution to the Colt Christmas Fund. Hope it's a good one for you and your family. Thank you very much. We're we're getting really close to the holiday season, and um, I'm just hunkering down playing the Avatar game and. It's sort of overstayed its welcome the past couple of days. It's taking too long to finish it, but I'm, I'm glad I'm playing it. Have you played it, Lone? I've, I've played a, a, a little bit. I, I got a... Did I get an early copy? I did. I did get an early copy. It's it's definitely a game, in my opinion, for people that are Avatar fans. Like I, I've never been a, a huge fan of... Oh, he's disappeared! 
What? Is this, no, there he is. I Red was, uh, I was, I was frozen. I was sitting here like, for like, <laughs> oh, man, it's straight over. It's not, it's not going to oh, fix yeah. itself. You, right Sorry. now, I, I see you behind the behind the broadcast, and you're just like very bent. You're like, I'm just like, I love these two guys. You're back. You're back. <laughs> yeah. Um, there we go. Yeah, like, I, I, I think it's definitely for for fans of Avatar. Like for me. I wasn't really feeling the story. I wasn't really like it's, it's such a beautiful game though. Like let's be real, but I wasn't really vibing with it purely because I'm not an Avatar fan. But also like I wouldn't play otherwise unless I was reviewing it. I wouldn't play a game for for a movie or a TV show or an anime that I wasn't already a fan of. Like there's there's not that incentive there for me. So I don't know. No, I mean I, I'm not a fan of Hogwarts, and I ended up loving the game. So there are exceptions, but. Yeah. I yeah, like thanks. the Avatar movies. I wouldn't say yeah. I'm a fan, and I, I've enjoyed most of my time with it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely not Far Cry. It's like uh, it's a discussion for another time. But um, <laughs> I, it, it's it's on sale already. So if if you think you'd like it and you see it for twenty bucks, definitely jump on the game, and you'll get twenty dollars worth of enjoyment out of it. Um, let's jump into. Uh, I don't have a topics list. Like we kind of, we sort of talked about this earlier about what we're going to say on the show, but I would love to, to, you know, go back and forth with you about this. Chris Avalon, who talked about what could have been uh, with, oh, with Bethesda's IPs. Man. And I didn't get to talk about this very much on my shows. You ran out of time, but I figured that you guys would be really good to like bounce around this, this idea. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the one of the former leads at Obsidian back during the heydays of uh, Fallout seventy six or Fallout uh, New Vegas said that they, they had big plans. And Lone, I'll let you take it from here because I thought this is such a cool tweet that came out of nowhere from Chris. <laughs> yeah, so he, pretty much he said when he worked at Obsidian and obviously New Vegas was in the process or probably had wrapped up, they had pitched for them to do not only more. Fallout New Vegas style expansions or spin-offs for the franchise, but they wanted to do something for the Elder Scrolls as well. And that was big because at the time Elder Scrolls Online wasn't a thing. So they thought it could really work well. Like Obsidian could be that developer that creates the spin-off title in between the major releases for BGS. Because that that has always been an, an issue for, for Bethesda, Bethesda Game Studios. And I'm a huge fan of them. I I, I defend them constantly. And this is just a reality of the games that they make. They're, they're huge, and they take four to five years. I think Starfield was, it was even longer than that, right? When you, when you factor in everything. It's a long, long time in between drinks. And because <laughs> drinks. of that, I just don't... But you know what I mean. So yeah. in my eyes, and, and this is probably what Chris was getting at when they pitched the idea, like there is no other way unless you suddenly can expand by three, 400 devs, which is just not practical. There'd be no other way to release titles like that unless you gave it to another developer. And they thought, well, we did New Vegas. Why can't we do something else? And eff effectively that was rejected in his words by Bethesda. Okay. All right. Man. So we got we to gotta speculate and we got to kind of illustrate what could be. Uh, Fallout New Vegas comes out in 2010. Fallout 4 comes mm. out in 2015. What do you think, Red, what do you think would be the next thing that Obsidian would want to tackle first? Would it be Elder Scrolls or would it be another Fallout game? No, I mean, I, I feel like in the audience might agree or not. Uh, it, it would or have yes to be the not. Fallout New, or yes or no, or maybe, um, that the Fallout <laughs> New Vegas uh, spinoff, New Vegas 2 or whatever, would have been the thing that people wanted the most. Because mm -hmm. at launch, New Vegas wasn't what it, how it's, 
uh, talked about nowadays. It it came out and it, and people liked it a lot, but it wasn't like that was the best one. It's just over time that's sort of what it's become. Fallout Three was was an anomaly. I mean, I I didn't know that it. I mean, I remember walking into a Blockbuster. Remember those days and um, seeing this Fallout Three on the shelf, turning it over. And it's like this looks amazing. There's a dog on this. I love dogs. And uh, getting <laughs> getting it home, and then telling my friends, who, no one was playing Fallout Three. No one was playing Fallout Three. No like, one. what is that game? And I was like, you know what? It reminds me a lot of Oblivion. And lo and behold, uh, it's, it's the same people because I didn't pay attention to all the all the words on the on the. Uh, but anyway, as for for what uh, for how Bethesda turned uh, Fallout Three from an isometric turn based uh, ish. Uh, and for what they did with it and made it modernize it sort of the way that they, they kept trying to modernize like with fallout four new Vegas two, I think would have been the best, the best next best thing for them to, uh, to throw out there for the audience. And maybe the idea of fallout being multiplayer was such another thing, another scratch that they wanted to itch. Like we got to itch this scratch, this itch first. And they wanted to get the multiplayer Fallout first, because um, I'm sure that that's, I mean, that's been a thing for a long time. Um, I don't, I'm sure you guys remember the uh, the Fallout mod in yeah. New Vegas, allowing them to play play multiplayer. And then wasn't that shut down, Lone? Like they just like. They're... Oh, I, ne- I never bothered trying it. It just seemed sketchy to me. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like this is some random server. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Really sketchy. So. So what yeah, would the timeline it's... be um, if 2015? Or 2016, like it's kind of Fallout's all settled in, and and I I would think that around 2016 would be when Obsidian was like, hey, you know, we want to do something, right. and and I would disagree with Red and think maybe they'd be pitching the Elder Scrolls spinoff first. Like we just had they a did. fantastic yeah. Fallout game. Let us try Elder Scrolls. We can do something really great, um, and build it off the Fallout Four engine, which was built off of Skyrim's. Um, mm-hmm. If Obsidian was going okay. to make, and and you were saying New Vegas too. I I think they also kind of hint that their idea would be to make Fallout in a you know New Orleans or somewhere else besides Vegas. But sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, right. It would be the it would be their next location to take on because now we know that's what they've been doing with Fallout. Um, Lone, I got to ask you. Uh, you and Red and I can kind of talk about what an Elder Scrolls spin-off game would be like and and what they would bring to the table. Uh, it's it's hard to to have this discussion now because Elder Scrolls Online is now a thing. Like if if you if you even like somewhat closely follow what Zoss are doing with Elder Scrolls Online, they're telling so many stories. Like they're telling so many expansions, they're revisiting old areas. Oh, um, right. I I don't know Aside from doing the next big Elder Scrolls, you know, six, and that's what they're doing, um, I don't know what a spinoff would add that Elder Scrolls Online isn't already doing in some capacity. Aside from the fact that it would it would be a single player offline RPG, right? Um, in in my mind, I don't know. I think Chris even mentioned this that it makes less sense now because SO is a thing. And I, I and I said in my video, I, I kind of get what he's saying because you don't want to step on their toes. You you would essentially have to wait until SO is done, look at the expansions that they've covered, because all of these are canon there that are all adding to the lore of the franchise, which is so convoluted. They literally have a person hired as a lore master to make sure everything is, is makes sense. 
That's his job. I'm not even bullshitting you. That is that is his title. He's lawmaster, and that's his job is just to make sure that continuity is there and it all makes sense. Does he have like a really long beard and he wears like a barrel as he walks? I'm the lawmaster. I, I think the previous dude in the role kind of did, but then this new guy came in and, and he was not that. Um, he was a little more respectable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to wait until SO is done, in my mind, see what stories that they've told, and then start something new. Because you can't step on what they're doing with SO. It makes too much money. So the problem would be, uh, and, and I was guessing on the timeline, if they were pitching this in 2016, I think that's when Elder Scrolls Online launched, or 2013 or 14? Yep. What was that? Do you I'll remember? It was, I'm just going to pull it up now. I think it was I at the remember. end of the what, Xbox 2014. Okay, so look, it was look at the, you go. Look at yeah, you. Look at, wow. That's what look happens when you bring in an expert, Red. We should try it more hey. often. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. um, April, April 2014. <laughs> so if Obsidian came to them at any point uh, after Fallout New Vegas and said, we want to do something with Elder Scrolls, they would have been like, go away. We're, we can't even we're, say we're, doing we're, something. we're already doing something yeah. with that. Exactly and, right. But my now favorite... it kind of makes sense, right? That they, they, they were rejected. Like well, at first, like, I was why? mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, but yeah, exactly. So it, it kind of makes sense that they, that they rejected it at that stage, and yeah. that's why I'm saying they wouldn't even entertain an Elder Scrolls spinoff until they're done, done with ESO, because it just wouldn't make sense. Which it's coming up on, uh, it's nine years. Yeah, it's coming up on a decade that Elder Scrolls Online so has long. been out. But my favorite part mm-hmm. of the tweet was he, Chris Avalon, kind of implies that. <sighs> It's kind of hard to say. He kind of implies that they didn't want Obsidian to. What's the word? Uh, over, 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 outdo them. I guess it's kind of he in a nice, really professional yeah. way. He said that he said, you know, we don't want Elder, uh, Obsidian Entertainment to make another better Fallout or Elder Scrolls game. Uh, but I yeah, know they have yeah. asked him about Fallout. So uh, yeah. Yeah, they I didn't don't... want them to take, and Todd doesn't want them to. Here, let me talk really, really slowly for ro- world-renowned Geohound, just so I can finish my sentence. Um, uh, so sorry, if you're watching, are we talking too fast? <laughs> I'm sorry, mean, I'm like, let me... Yeah, I do yeah, exactly. a lot. Sorry, it's ADD. No, I, I go on tangents because I have so much to say, and I love I love Bethesda, but... Um, you See, have to talk Thanks fast. Thanks a lot, because... Hound. Thanks a lot. Because I'm going to forget. And now I forgot. You know, <laughs> no, you, you got to speak quickly <laughs> so you don't forget what you're going to uh, say next. Because exactly. my brain's Thanks like this a lot. big. Thank you for that. Exactly. Thank you. God, what a what a beep. Obsidian you know? Fallout. Um, go, Red. You have. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So they didn't want to. Uh... <laughs> you like to. <laughs> Never mind. Uh... <laughs> so um, I. Uh, I can't remember who I was listening to the other day. It might have been it might have been uh, Carrick talking about this, uh, where he said, uh, you know, Todd Howard might have like an issue with people carrying, holding his baby, and um, with the amount of time that it takes for BGS Bethesda Game Studios to come out with their games and how it's getting, how it's taking longer and longer to make their games. Um, mm. Maybe they thought that they wouldn't get enough of the praise because in 20 what 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 did you say 2016 could have been the spin-off right and then hmm. 2 years later we had 2018 Fallout 76 um goodness at that point you're looking at maybe a little bit of over uh, oversaturation with uh with with Bethesda style games maybe there was a thought process of 
Um, they don't feel as special because they don't come around as often. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot there, but if 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 anyone's gonna outclass uh, Bethesda, um, it might be it might be Obsidian with Bethesda's uh, tool toolkit with with their with you know with the tools to make a um, a, a Bethesda game, um, especially in this day and age with what they've done with Outer Worlds and uh, and uh, all the other things that they made that I can't remember right now. Um, yeah, that's that's my thought. Maybe I don't know if you guys agree. Do you guys think maybe they were afraid, like not afraid, but like we 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 still need to remain Bethesda, you know, not let Obsidian overshadow us. I I I don't know if I necessarily assign, and and this is maybe because like like I I really like the team at BGS. I I don't know whether they would be that spiteful about it. I think a big part of it has to be what we just touched on before. When someone comes to them and says, hey, I want to do a Fallout spin-off, and in the background they're developing Fallout 76. I never thought of that until now. But you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) why would that make sense for you to do a Fallout spin-off and take away from the sales and potential success of a game that we're developing? We want to focus on that. Equally, why would we entertain your idea of an Elder Scrolls spin-off, Obsidian, when we're planning Elder Scrolls Online in the background? In my mind, there's no that has to be part of. of I'm not saying that this is clear cut. It's this is the run, one reason. It's probably a multitude of reasons why they would say no. But that has to be part of it. I would say they 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 if they're doing their own projects in that franchise, why would they give it off to another person for them to kind of essentially it's they're cannibalizing themselves if they were to make that decision. So I think that has to be part of it in my mind. I I think you both nailed it better than any thought that I'd given to it before where red says it, it takes away the speciality of the, the distance between games that makes Bethesda games so well-loved and anticipated. And then you saying that it cannibalizes the, the moment that they're supposed to have with 76 and elder scrolls online. And I never even stopped to think about when they were pitching this to them, that <laughs> Bethesda's like, yeah, we already got one of those and we already got one of those. Yeah. Anything else? But when I heard Chris Avalon say that, I'm like, oh, you think about what could be because Fallout New Vegas does nearly everything better, in my opinion, than Fallout 3, and I mm. love both games. And when you, when Red mentioned Outer Worlds, I'm like, I liked Outer Worlds, but I feel like they only went part of the way there and they just stopped. And they were under limited funding and they worked with a smaller yeah. publisher. So Outer Worlds 2 better be completely killer. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Lone's like, it's not really worth talking about because it's never going to happen. He dashed all our dreams right here on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, you never say never in, in the industry. And the fact is they're both on the Microsoft now. I, if, if anyone's going to make it happen, it's Phil. Phil's sure. the only one that's going to be able to make it happen. Yeah, Phil, make it happen. Can you tell Phil? <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, you know the fans the only want one. it. Yeah, he's the only one that would be able to convince Todd and the team to to let them have this one, in my mind. Yeah, uh, I mean, they really are. Uh, the leadership at Xbox has really said, we want those teams to make what they want to make. So it would be yeah. Obsidian saying, please, can you go talk to Todd? I know you you know where he lives. Can you go talk to Todd? <laughs> um, well, talk- here's the thing. I, I, I mentioned this in, in, in my video, like... Does anyone think that Xbox wouldn't want a let's call it a New Vegas two for for the lack of a sure, better term? Sure. 
do you think Xbox wouldn't want that or an Elder Scrolls spinoff when they have these Game Pass, like very lofty Game Pass goals that they're trying to hit year on year? Of course they would. Like they know what a Fallout New Vegas do would do to uh, Game Pass subscription numbers. It would shoot them through the roof just like oh, Starfield yeah. did, right? That yeah. that subscription service is going to live or die based on the amount of content that it receives. So if you don't think that Xbox wouldn't want that, and I think there were rumors that Xbox wanted a New Vegas 2 early this year or, or sometime previously. Um it, like you'd be crazy to say that they wouldn't want it. Of course that they would. And I, and I reckon those conversations have probably taken place in some sort of capacity. So even though Phil has said they want to empower their teams to do what they want, there has to be a, some sort of business aspect to this. And that right now that fallout franchise is going to be sitting idle for 10 years, 10 plus years. Yeah. It, that's, that's too long. It's ridiculous. I know fallout 76 is still doing its thing, but Eventually, it won't be doing its thing, and we're still waiting for Elder Scrolls Six, and then five years, six years after that, it's Fallout Five. That's too long. I, I don't know, audience. I, I think, think I think Lone just completely sold it, and he should be the one to pitch it to Xbox. I think that speech right there, <laughs> that right red, that was the speech right there. That, that it's already done. That was it. Flip we'll it. Just, send we'll it. Ship it. <laughs> pack it. Ship Lick it. Send it. Blow it. Yeah, get, get it yeah, out. Pull it. Get it out it. there. Lick it. Pop Bob it. it. <laughs> See that moon there? You can twist it. Um, uh, <laughs> um yeah you're so right and I, I think this decision has tons of friction and resistance to it but you sold it so well that you can't wait 10 years I, i've got when you and i've made videos and, and i know that red's made videos as well like when we make videos about fallout or about bethesda i get so many people in the comments going screw that i'm not waiting 10 to 12 years for fallout 5 and i'm like you have to but the problem yeah. is Obsidian is their plate is full. They've got a small team mm -hmm. still supporting Grounded. They're finishing a vow probably for holiday of this year. And then that team is directly on Outer Worlds 2, which would be a full-fledged AAA project. So for mm -hmm. them to take on uh, Fallout, it wouldn't start for another couple years or three years. And uh, and I don't, no. I, I don't like that. I don't like that very much. We got a superhero from Boner Jams. He says, Colt Thunderpants. What a great uh, thing seeing you on on a Thursday. The winter solstice looks amazing on you. Long live Sega Genesis. Merry Christmas and Ramadan. Yeah, thank you, Boner Jams, for that. Uh, the winter solstice. Um, I love that, yeah. Yeah. I, I, for those of you who, are, who may have noticed that I'm not wearing glasses, I, I'm switching to contact lenses well into my age of 70 years old. And um, I went to the... Right. <laughs> the ripe old age of 72 yeah. and I, I went yeah. to the i went to the uh, eye doctor and they were like okay you, you haven't worn contacts in 30 years i'm like yeah okay can you, you take them out and we'll show you how to properly put them in and so i'm like <laughs> like an idiot i'm like and like red said right. it's like it's like the dead space 2 intro where the needle's coming in come on like, no yeah i just <laughs> And so you're just I, at the front desk, like with your head tilted back on the counter. There's people in line. You're just like, Please. <laughs> there was people like right there on the other side of the counter. I'm like, like an idiot. And I, I pull pull one of the contacts out, and and the lady goes, "Oh, you 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 tore that one." I go, "Oh no!" And I go because the morning of before the appointment, I put my contacts in. I was like. Oh, it was like itching really bad. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I blink, 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 blink. And then it settled out. And she goes, you have a tear in it. It was probably like when I put it in my eye. Right. So oh. anyway, 
Uh, I'm absolutely ridiculous when it comes to context. But thank you so much for being here. Uh, we've got over 500 people watching. Shout out to Lone Vault Wanderer and Red Wolf here. And I'm surprised I haven't called you more often, called you Lone Lone Wolf and, and Red Vault. Um, you, which, did twice. Yeah. you did twice. <laughs> you did twice. You did, yeah. I know I said I like, Lone Wolf us. once. We're going to fuse. We're going to... <laughs> lone wolf and vault, wa- vault wander wolf and wolfenstein and everything else in between I like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, let me grab a super chat from a good friend hargeet chani thank you for being here on an unannounced day he says uh at this point i'd rather in exile or obsidian that came out of interplay who created fallout just make their own things so hargeet doesn't agree with us so thanks for being here, Hargeet. You're no longer welcome. He says, bo- see you later. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, BGS should expand at multiple teams working on several games simultaneously. Now that I would like to see them split their studios and kind of say, Hey, you guys work on a sp- fallout spinoff partner with it. Imagine that partner with obsidian. You guys just co-develop uh, a side game while the rest of the team like reels up, um, elder Scrolls six. Before we talk about Elder Scrolls 6, let's briefly talk about this TV show because sometime in April, we can assume we'll get this um, mildly improved Fallout 4 patch. That's what I'm I'm expecting it to be. Like, <laughs> It'll look great on PlayStation as well as Xbox. Because right now on Xbox, it looks top tier uh, and it runs really great. But PlayStation doesn't have that luxury. They don't have FPS boost. But if you use mods and disable trophies, you can. Blah, blah, blah. So... Um, I'm excited about the Fallout TV show. I want to talk about this for a minute because it's TV, but uh, I, I teared up when I saw the trailer. Uh, it, it looks so good. I, I'm, I, we, we always have to be a bit hesitant, hesitant with how video games are adapted to TV shows and movies because oftentimes it doesn't work out. But recently, there's been a good string. There's been like the Super Mario movie was very, very good. They're different companies, understandable. But sure. sometimes it's just hard to adapt something that is created as a video game and written as a video game into a TV show and into a movie. But everything that I'm hearing, everything that I'm seeing about the Fallout TV show, who they have on board, the showrunners, that they, they were involved in Westworld, um, even the actors like Walton Goggins was born to, to play a ghoul in Fallout. I, I I'm I'm quite I'm not even like quietly excited. I'm outwardly excited. I I hope that it's going to be great, and I'm going to guess that it's going to be a, a running success. That's that's my prediction. Okay, Red. What about you? Uh, you you had a similar reception to the trailer. Uh, how are you feeling about it? And how are you feeling about the trailer? You can say that too. <clears throat> I mean. I'm always so after The Witcher. Oh man, Demarco in chat. Uh, uh, man, 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 man. I, I'm always like skeptical, and I I even remember seeing the trailer for The Witcher, and I was like, Yikes, uh, Jinkies, and um, <laughs> like did not. And then the best thing about that show was Geralt. It was Henry Cavill as Geralt, mm-hmm. and I tried to love it. This when I saw this trailer because I had that I had that mentality going in like I'm just what I'm just going to watch this I'm not going to have my expectations up I'm just going to watch this and you can see this show looks to be made by fans of the series not just yeah. ma- ma- uh, willing to make a buck it's actually made by the showrunners uh or I'm, I'm the terminology is a bit off but uh by the boys and uh yep. Someone else, uh, which if you see the boys, Colt, I don't know if you're allowed to. Don't watch, watch that, it with your man. kids. It's it's made by the same. Oh, it's, the same <laughs> it's the same studio and platform, but I don't know how many people worked on the boys that would be involved 
with Fallout. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So so they're not afraid to do some stuff. And if it's Fallout, you can't be afraid to do things. Some stuff. And, and if, and <laughs> some, some stuff and some things, chat. Um, so I am really excited. What I saw, I'm with you. When I saw it, I was like, started like, and by the end, I was like, I got, I got like more and more excited as I was watching it. I was like, oh my God, I, I'm actually really excited for this. It looks really, really good. Um, and Walter Goggins does look handsome the way that they intended him to be. So smooth uh, skin, uh, smooth with, skin. <laughs> yeah. the, the way the music was like the way you'd hear a radio off in, in, in a, in a desolate broken down city, it's like reverberating yeah. through concrete and stone. And you can tell it's an old style song and it slowly swells into a mix of a, a stereo mix of orchestral music. And you get that ink spots, iconic mm. music. And you see that mm. power arm, the guy in the power armor in the, in the, um, <laughs> what's the name of the ship? I was just playing, just finished fall four in the, uh, the, oh, the, bird, it, in the bird, bird. Yeah. Yeah. The oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all just like molds, melds together because everything you saw up lead into the trailer was really great fan service. And then all of the, it just all comes together and just touched my heart. And I'm watching this trailer early in the morning and I started tearing up because I've spent a good part of the past 15 years, um, as just a huge fallout fan. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually started with new Vegas, because uh, something about that trailer for New Vegas, I'm like, I got to give this series a try. And then I was playing yeah. both of them at the same time with like nine hands. I was like, oh, amazing. You should get like a poster <laughs> to put in your background or something. What's that? Yeah, probably probably should do something about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this sign is actually an aluminum sign I had a friend of mine make uh, with reflective oh. vinyl. I took it out. My father-in-law and I took it out and shot the crap out of it with our hand handguns with pistols. And then I asked my buddy, who's an avid hunter and reloader, to give me some empty shells. So there's 308 shells and, and a couple of 17 shells that I uh, glued with a, with a glue gun. And I, I was going to ask if that was epoxy or, or how, how that was. That's yeah, awesome. I just I just used a hot glue gun, and some of them have fallen off. And then my boss at work gave me some poker chips, and I, I, and I printed out the Lucky 38 and just glued it to them. And it was just a labor of love because um, nice. I, I just I, I just love that stuff love so that. much. But so this cool. Fallout TV show looks great. Um, yeah, that power armor that that was the one thing that I saw on all over Twitter is like the power armor looks amazing. Like them walking, yeah. like they look like really heavy. And um, uh, I was talking actually uh, to Demarco <laughs> on, on our show about uh, and what? T- wait, tell me what you're laughing about because uh, Eric Goff said my, the assault my... rifle in the trailer makes me cringe still, and I'm right laughing. Oh, out it loud. looks like a bunch of Pringles Pringles well, cans slapped together. With that's the, the point. That's the whole point. It's <laughs> right, meant to look right. bad. Right. right. Exactly. You you have to understand. I mean, I, if you there's a great YouTuber, guys, that I discovered this year named Ya Boy Brandy Boy, and he's got a really low voice yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. And he's broken down how ridiculous the guns are in Fallout because he's a major fan. And he hates, he says, it is a cursed, cringeworthy gun. And and the assault rifle is like this long and the barrel's this big. And when I saw it in real life in the trailer, I'm like, but I can't uh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. Do you if, if you know be, that's another thing. I, there there was hardly any liberties taken aside from the ghoul, and I do agree with Demarco. He was saying that I, I that he does wish that they make him look more ghoulish. Maybe change his eyes a little bit, um, give him some contacts or something. Um, but aside from that, everything looked a little. <laughs> it's literally just Colt. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they hire me to put his contacts in. Are you sure? Are you sure? He's like, do it. Uh, he's got the teeth. Um, but uh, do you think that if they were, were to have taken liberties and said, well, technically in this time frame of the Fallout universe, and fans are like, shut up, shut up. This is, be lore accurate or don't do it at all. Um, so I'm glad that they stuck with it, honestly. As much as I don't like the look of it, I'm glad that, that it's there because that would I would have been confused. Like as a fan, I'm like, come on, man. Be, be, yeah. be respectful. Respect this. Respect the Pringles. <laughs> and the show is going to be canon. That that's the important thing. So if if what right, they're doing yeah. is actually, it's going to be part of the lore of the franchise, they have to stay faithful at least to some extent. Now, with every new piece of media, with every new game, there's always something new in there. You can't have the same weapons and stuff from Fallout One. Like sometimes things change naturally, so there can be some new stuff in there and added. But when you're literally saying that, yeah, this is what the actual assault rifle from Fallout Four. It needs to look just as bad and terrible, and no one wants to use it. That that makes me excited. As right. I it. Uh, there, Except for the guys in power armor, you, can, you well, can't yeah. forget that there's a there's a lot of tongue in cheek stuff that, it, that you're meant to laugh at as well. Which yeah. you guys are both illustrating very well um, how some of this stuff looks ridiculous, and the world is ridiculous. I mean, you're you're looking at a what the 1950s imagine the future will be like in year 2077 or whatever it is. Right. So, uh, I think, and it was Chris Parnell in the trailer. I'm pretty sure it's him. I haven't even looked it up, but Chris Parnell is like an alumni of Saturday night live. And he's got one single eye in the middle of his head because he's been mutated by, uh, the radiation, right? And so he he takes a drink of that coffee. He's like, that's the, that was the rotten. That was the spoiled one. Uh, yeah, (laughs) That's the one thing that, like, I, I don't know what it is. And it was the same thing. Did you ever watch, um, was it Doctor Strange? One of his recent movies. By the end mm-hmm. of it, he had the eye in the middle of his head. It never yep. looks good. It never looks good. I'm sorry. Cyclops has never looked good. In, in what, you have a problem never with Cyclops? Lie. I mean, like, not the X-Men. but like, I was going to say. In the middle. Right. Yeah. Lone's like out here telling us, he's like, I don't care how much money, I will not get plastic surgery to have one eye in the middle. I just don't think it looks good. It's not not something that I'm going to do. That's kind of the speech you're giving us. No, it just looks weird and goofy and I don't know. Like, they can never seem, unless you're spending a ridiculous amount on CGI, which it's a TV show with that many episodes, they're probably not going to. It's it's not going to look good. I, I would prefer that they didn't do that. But I did. I did post the question on Twitter. I was like, has anyone actually thought why in a, in a world with mutations and radiation and all that, we haven't seen Psychops characters to date? Because that actually got me thinking. That is a very curious point. We probably should at some stage have seen a, some sort of mutated one-eyed Psychops character because they thought in the world one eye, one bigger eye would make you see better than two small eyes, something stupid like that. Do you know what I mean? Evolution? Experiment or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there know. there yeah. aren't any mutated people in the Fallout universe except for the ghouls and the uh and and the super mutants yeah Yeah. like there's nobody like casually has an extra arm growing out of their elbow right which would kind of go with the with the the laughs that you get in fallout because red and i often talk about fallout has that dark humor that is lifted by the whimsical radio music and some of the corny campy humor that they use in the game, Bob, yeah. like here on screen, a bobblehead, like a bobblehead is one of the best things you can see in the game. And when I used to play fallout, I would play with that ambient music around and I would get to the point where my mood 
even though I'm loving the game, would just drop into the lower, lower portions where you just feel yeah. desolate and alone and, and hungry and cold. And then I would turn on the pit boy and it's like, he's back and he's back. And, and I'm like, Oh gosh, I hate that song. <laughs> so much. I got to ask you uh, just, a, just a tangent. What is your all time most hated fallout radio song? Mine's butcher Pete. What's, oh. what's yours? That you cannot listen to it. Hate. That's hard. Can we agree uh, first? Because we know this will be quick. What's the best? What's our favorite? Because I already know. Oh, favorite radio oh song? Well, you already know. Go on. Is it? Well, what do you, what do you think is, it is? Is it Big Iron? It is Big Iron! No. Okay, oh. I, got, I got Okay, I got I got Bro, cold. you got me. Lone, what's yours? What's your all-time favorite song? It's, it's definitely Way Back Home. Uh, oh nice oh, okay Way yeah. back that was before I thought, oh that is just it's such a it's such a good song um but it if, if i was going to tell you the the worst one i think it's adam bomb baby because it sounds like they're behind three yeah. walls and underwater it's like what the hell now, like, i can't is that a, this anymore is that <laughs> an original is that an iconic song or is it written for the game because there's a couple of them i think I are these actually old or are they written to is. sound I actual... think it is because because during during yeah. the time a lot of these songs that that were written they were sort of I mean this was during like the atomic scare and all that mm -hmm. you know so they were so they took that and wanted to make it something a little more fun uranium <laughs> <And> fever <laughs> right it like, doesn't sound fever. like a real song to me. I've never right. It, up, sorry. it was in in like so they were like let's apply this to like a woman that they're attracted to or whatever. And she's an atom bomb baby or whatever. You know, like she she'll blow your I don't know whatever your head off or whatever or your, your your brain. Sorry, I went. Sorry, this is not the Renegade Rum podcast. I apologize, but you know what I'm you know what I mean. Um, she'll blow your mind is what I was trying to say. Um, anyway, I apologize, Geo Hound. I apologize. Um, how about in Fallout Four? There's um. Into the World, which is a, a really nice slow song that I really like. Uh, I can't remember uh, how to how how that one. It's it's a uh, darn it. You know what? It's fine. I'll look it up. Um, Fallout Four. Yeah, there's this like little quiet ballad written by a woman or sung by a woman. Uh, don't you know it's the end of the world? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, it's the yes. end of the world by Skeeter uh, Davis. That's so it so, makes me I, almost tear up. There, yeah. there's a building. Every time I think about that song, there's a, um, like you know how you'll have memories and they're tied to like a visual and like a sound. There is one memory with that song, and it's in New Vegas. Uh, is it New Vegas or Fallout Three? There's, a, there's a building in the middle of a big open area, and it's two stories. It's like blown out. Um, and I had the radio on, and I was clearing out raiders. And there was mm. someone that you're supposed to rescue in this building. And it's not, it's not, and it's not indoors. It's like all open, like it's a big open. That's not like go Fallout inside 3. anywhere. Okay, I think I think it was Fallout Three, and that song was playing. Uh, it might um, have been the elementary school because you there's. Uh, anyway, it's been a long time. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah. that. Uh, I'm I'm trying to take a look at the chat, like who's. He's packing, he's whacking, he's hacking, chopping that meat. Yeah, Y9 Power says, yeah. I hate that song so, so much. Like, it's hilarious. But people love it. And I, people always talk about how much they love that song. And I hate it so much. Everybody. I'm a guest demonetizer. You know what's funny is that, that that was only part one of the song. This is, there's a part two as well. 
There is. Oh, no. Does he get caught? In the... <laughs> yeah, that's a oh my god! Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. You, you know, like well, the, that song is actually about a gigolo, right? That that's that's the reference that they're making. Oh, the so he was okay. He was getting down. Um, yeah, it's not now, about killing people. It's it, that's what it is. He that's was the reference. There's Actually, another song. All right. Well, there's that a song in my whole. <laughs> there's a song in Fallout Four that is about uh about a guy who sleeps with a lot of different women. That's in Fallout Four. That like, I don't know. I guess we grew up in an era where they just outright sang about it. Like, I want to suck your toes. But now, <laughs> right, exactly. But, but back then, they had to like sing songs about uh, something that would kind of hit it. Um, so it was know, a metaphor. Metaphor. But it right, is not right. lost on us in this day and age where it's something, where, something my grandpa was probably listening to. I'm like, oh, gross. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And now we have like, girl, I want to lay you down in the moonlight. It's like, what do you mean by that, dad? Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, will so. say, though, uh, go, going back to New Vegas, my favorite song has to be Blue Moon. I think that is That's better than Nostra. a big Oh, iron. you mean Blue it, Moon? Oh, yeah, dude. So good. That's a so it's good. Yeah. So bl- and it just fits the tone of that game perfectly. When you hear that, that song's blue in New Vegas. Moon, it's great. Saw me standing alone. Yeah, they yeah. play that in the intro when they yeah. do the full the pullback. Right. It's so great. Okay. And then um about that. Dean Martin's song. Uh what's Dean Martin's song? Yeah, they just did a really cool thing where they grabbed like that that era of of popular music. And then you have this weird I, old yeah. western music. And there was something about when I heard Big Iron. I I didn't know I know nothing about music before I was born. Like I'm very I'm not versed at all. And when I heard Big Iron, I'm like, is this Johnny Cash or something? That's what I thought the million times that I heard it. To where <laughs> yeah. I got to the point I had to go download the song. But Big Iron is like probably my very favorite. Um, Jackson yeah. says I don't want to set the world on fire. That one's completely iconic. Uh, yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Iron uh, tells a story. I think that's why it hooked me. Like you're like, oh, and then they, and then they mentioned the ranger, and then you're like, oh, it's like sort of tying into with the with the yeah. um, DNC. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah uh, w- one last question about about Fallout. Do you guys play the good guy or the bad guy? Uh, I'm always good or neutral. I'm so I'm, so, I'm yeah. so soft. I can never play the bad guy. I'm just I don't. Yeah. I can't anymore. I am always like the anti-hero. So like I am good and then I'll do like a bad thing to bad guys. Like I'll do like, I'll like tread the line, I guess of like being a bad guy. But it's like, it's like, I'm like Batman, except I actually kill people in in games, I guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm never like the evil guy anymore. I don't like to experience like whenever I was a kid and I had no morals, uh, I would just like playing KOTOR. I'm just like, I want to do an evil run. I want to kill everyone and like h- hate everyone. I cannot do that nowadays. I cannot do it. Wow. Don't call me. I'm sorry. This is your show, Colt. Uh, you just got a big. <laughs> uh, I, I, while you were saying that, a clip just finished where I shot a lady in, in the memory den right in the head. But I did that just for. That was specifically for a video. The memory den. Sorry. Yeah, like she's she's laying in her lingerie on the chair, and I walk up and I go kaboom with a shotgun. But I recorded that just for. That was like when I loaded up the game just to get a clip to say in Bethesda games you can do whatever you want. And and you guys are talking about I always do the right thing, and I do too. And then I'm like kaboom and shot that lady in the face. Oh my goodness! Um, What I like to do. Reload, saying so that's what it feels like. Okay, let yeah. me go back. Yeah, exactly. I'll go yeah. back to being good. Life. Yeah, have you ever yeah. done something bad? And you're like, I wish I could rewind, but I just broke every day. This. 
<laughs> every day. Every day. I'm like, every put on day of my life, man. So I, do a lo- I used to do a lot of drawing and illustrating. I used to draw avatars and profile pictures for people. And I'd be drawing. I'd make a mistake, and then I'd almost see myself go, control Z on the paper. Oop. It's not going to work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in games with a morality meter, I like to typically a few times in the game, I will secretly do something with an evil group just to make an extra buck. Uh, so that, that'll tell you how my morals are. I'm the good guy, but oh, you need me to, uh, you know, kick these people out of their village for 50 caps? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little handshake. <laughs> a little, um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much just very generous super chat from don't call me scooter has been a long time uh, follower of the show and uh, a, a friend that we always see in the chats so thank you so much he says colt thought this this stream is a nice surprise i thought you were done with 2023 thanks for the entertainment throughout the year merry christmas to you and your family and tonight's guests also he says take your shirt off i would but when my skin looks like the the rolls of a sand dune you know it's oh, yeah, yeah. Because I just like to drink Mountain Dew, but no, the thank you so much. Fly over Dune. <laughs> yeah, it's like when yeah, you know, when the camera flies over Dune. Oh man, that what was, was so that funny. Oh. Is yeah. that his nipple? Nope, that's uh, that's the pyramid, son. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we do have a lot to look forward to. Uh, just the Fallout Five game is um, like twenty thirty uh, is at the earliest, but. Um, let's talk about elder scrolls six uh todd says mm-hmm. that he they've already built the entire opening mission the character creation the opening uh start of the game at this point um they're in full production as of now but they've kind of been working on the game a little bit since 2018 Lone, do you know like what's your best speculative guess on what's going on with elder scrolls six and when we'll see it oh my understanding, I think I read this somewhere that they still have a couple of hundred people or something like that on on Starfield. Um, and Bethesda Game Studios, AAA wise, isn't the biggest studio in the world. They've expanded, but I don't know if they're in full swing production of Elder Scrolls Six. At least until Starfield's kind of like the the expansions are out, modding tools are out, and and they've wrapped up. Plus, they're doing Fallout Four remake as well. I don't know whether they're actually properly ramping up until everyone is able to shift to working on the game, which is probably why they're setting their foundation with character creation, intro, the stepping out moment, all that kind of stuff. I don't know how far they've got into it. Uh, is, that, is that what Todd said, that, they've, that they're full production now? No, I just I was just saying they're probably getting ready to get into full production now that they're oh, yeah, that they've yeah. launched Starfield and they've got people working on expanded content. So they're probably getting ready to, to get kind of spool up. To, because I, I think, think they so. they would want to have the game out sometime in 2028. But Phil said 2028. But then we've heard other things that maybe they want to mm. meet the next generation, and then the 2026 rumor comes in. Um, but yeah, that's not happening. It's not <laughs> 2026 happening. is not happening. No way. No. How, how long, and I know it was through COVID, but how long did Starfield take? And with Elder Scrolls, Starfield 6, was eight years. Yeah, but that Start- that was seventy six and COVID in the middle of it, so that was a bit of a unique scenario. Now that they're back in the office working, they have a, like they're probably the biggest that they've ever been numbers wise uh, at the studio. I would say twenty twenty seven is probably the earliest that we get it. Okay, so that would be red. You can kind of take an, uh, a guessing stab at this because they announced the game in twenty 2020, twenty or twenty eighteen. 
um, Starfield in 2024, they can start working on it. So an additional three to four years, I mean, yeah, that does sound kind of rough. What do you think about that, Red? Hmm. Wait, uh, oh, sorry. I'm here. No, hey, I've been here the whole time. Um, so <laughs> wait, is, so was is here, his yeah. screen frozen with him away from the? No, 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 no. I'm no. here. He's, he's I'm here, baby. Here. Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, with Starfield, I'm just gonna say everything that, that Lone said. <laughs> um, I do agree, though. Um, with Starfield, with its and again, this is what I was saying. I mean, obviously, in the in game industry now, games take a lot longer to make. Um, 2026. Okay, this is what I was gonna ask. Uh, how long? How much time did we get after, like with Skyrim, for example, with support, um, DLC wise, and oh yeah, stuff like that. I mean, it never ended. <laughs> if you really well, think about it. I mean, true, but I guess like, like official official, official DLC they went on for a year or so. Loan, do you remember? Right. Yeah, it started like with the. Now. It started with the. Can you remember? Can you refresh us? Because I was asking about this. The very first major update for Skyrim was the ability build to build your own houses within your settlements, like White Run. Like you could plop Hop, down yeah. walls and stuff. Was that mm-hmm. what they did right. first? So, uh, the first thing, no, that was last. Hearthfire was actually last. Hearthfire um, was lost. Yeah. Okay. Um, but to to that point, I guess whenever you find, you can just interrupt me whenever loan whenever you find it. Um, uh, do whatever you want all the time. Uh, but whenever, um, <laughs> whenever that support ended, then, then like you were saying, that's whenever, like, there's no way that they had like half of their team in, and doing DLC and then also working for Starfield, pre, uh, for Starfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, um, so I do agree with you Lone, that their elder scrolls is, is too big of a game to just have like one fifth of their, of their team, uh, working on it and it's been it's been a long time yeah. like it's it's been a long time um so uh i guess my i guess what i wanted to, to answer your question i guess it, if it was two did you find the answer how, how long was it two 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 and a half years for skyrim support that, that's that's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna assume that it's two and a half years um I'll, I'll tell you now so so the game was released november 2011 all right yes. so you had dawn guard was june 2012 uh, Hearthfire was September 2012, and then Dragonborn was December 2012. So about a year. Oh yeah. Okay. Really? And then ob- obviously everything else that came up uh, after that. But yeah, about a year or so. Right. Okay. All right. So now, okay. So now let's apply that logic to nowadays development time. How much support, <laughs> official doubled. support, are we getting? Right. So with three years with of support now with Starfield. Um, mm. Or two, yeah. or two. If they, if if normally they would have spent an entire full year, like Lone explained for Skyrim, I would expect them to spend a full two years getting content out. And we've seen the same thing with other games, like Forza getting his content was doubled. You know, you'd wait six months and get a new Forza Horizon expansion, and now mm. it's a year instead of six months. So yeah, full uh, two uh, years. M- so into twenty twenty five, they would still fully be uh, supporting Starfield. Yikes. Um, there's a uh, sorry, Munner Yoshi says one reason to use AI is to speed up the development process. Just think of no. how much you could, no. yeah, you, you could, sorry, how much you could 
how much you could testing make. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. No, uh, no, he's, you know, he's that's right. Why, like, that's why you don't yeah. use AI. <laughs> well, right, exactly. oh, Yoshi is AI. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I th what he's, he's, the only, what he's talking about is AI for bug testing or for, for play testing. And if you oh, can okay, chop okay. off months off of, off of development time by having AI running test routines yeah. throughout the, uh, I think my foot footage is done here. Um, I have to hit the loop button yet. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I would need. We would need AI to speed up those things that take mm. forever. Uh, let me see. Let me go in here. Yeah. And hit loop. Yeah. And there we go. Uh, sorry. I got, I got a little completely oh. distracted. So no, it's okay. <laughs> Elder Scrolls six, 2047. Cool. Good to know. Yeah. Perfect. There we, there we go. There we go. Uh, Johnny, thank you so much for the, uh, the, the, another super chat. I appreciate it. He says, given all the pushback on built, but that's the game studios on the creation engine being outdated. Should we expect them to work on that for the next couple of years? I'm guessing elder Scrolls six is like seven years out. He pushes it. Hargit pushes it all the way to 2030. Now, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a decent point. I mean, that was also, it was COVID, it was 76, and it was the work that they were doing on the engine. That's why it took eight years or whatever it was. But I, I seriously believe that the work that they've done for the engine on Starfield is the foundation that they're going to be using for Elder Scrolls Six. I can't imagine that they're reinventing the wheel again um, in time for that game. Mm. And if they are, yeah, slap another two years onto it. But I, I don't think it's going to take that long. They typically do a half step of what, like when I look at Starfield, I can see half of the DNA from Fallout 4. And I remember when I played Fallout 4 in the beginning, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can feel what they built upon from Skyrim. And then, of course, you go back, you could, if you remember that, I always paid attention to what they did. It's like Fallout 3 was so stilted, like your character's like, when they when they walk in third person, it's like I, you can't see my feet right now. Loading. Yeah, it's right, like right. Uh, it's like a um, it's like Gumby <laughs> walking, and then yeah, you get those extra flourishes. So I would expect what looks great in Starfield to get another half step up for mm. Elder Scrolls, and hopefully, hopefully, one big massive map that you can you see that mountain, you can lick it, you can eat it. Yep. Because yeah. I, I think that's, that's what, what they have to do. They have to do that. I agree. I mean, they yeah. will, right? Like one of the things that really bothered me about Starfield, like I love the the the, the freedom in space, and you just feel so small. But when you land on a planet, you'd have these icons that were like so far out with nothing in between, and it was the fear everyone mm -hmm. felt when they saw the conceptualized Starfield murder all of the Crimson fleet. Get your bounty to a million dollars on screen right now. But yeah, uh, Elder Scrolls is a long ways away. So I don't know. I like, I, did, did they say that? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just looking <laughs> at my footage Bethesda? on screen. Oh, okay, Murder <laughs> all the Crimson. Break your game by getting a million dollar bounty. Um, right. I don't. Yeah, they, they really would have don't. to stick to the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just don't want to wait that long, but mm -hmm. we, we start off the show saying, Hey, obsidian, why don't you, uh, why don't you fix this stop gap for us? And, uh, Lone said, we can just stop crying into our pillows. It's not, it's not happening. It's his fault. Well, well and, and even right. if it started now, 
that's not helping us for the next five years, right? Like they, they start planning for that stuff now <laughs> within the next two years. It helps us for after Elder Scrolls Six when we're waiting for Elder Scrolls Seven. That's that's when the you know the 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 fruit is gonna bear. Do you I'll know be what like I mean? ninety it's, then. I know, I know. I, I'm literally, I, I'm thinking about it. I'm probably gonna be in my forties when Fallout Five comes out, which is just mind-boggling. You, you're to me. so, you're so young. I'm gonna be in the old folks' home playing on the Wii when this <laughs> game comes out. Back uh, in my day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm literally going to be 27 when Fallout 5. I'm like, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be 16 by the time this game. I'm going to have my driver's, uh, lo- 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 my I'm gonna have my driver's license by then. <laughs> I can finally drink. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, Fergus Urquhart, the, the head of Obsidian currently, because Chris Avalon doesn't work there anymore. I think he's been gone for a few years or more. He, mm-hmm. he has expressed months before this report or this tweet from Chris that he did want to partner and make Bethesda games or their, their IPs, but um, it just, it's not in the works right now is, is all we're saying. But yeah, this has been a very unorthodox show and I really appreciate everybody who took the time out of a, you know, wrapping presents or shopping or whatever you're doing to, to sit and listen to us, uh, you know, kind of talk the talk about where Bethesda is and, Although some hopes and dreams have been dashed, I think we got a pretty good perspective on on what we can enjoy now and in, in the near future, I think. Um, Red, I really appreciate you uh, helping me with this idea and uh, talking me through it last night and being on the show. Tell everybody uh, where they can find you and follow you. Uh, I'll have to add your name to the description as well, but I'll put it right here. You can follow him. Uh, let's see. What's your channel name? Because it'll actually... Oh, yeah, right here. It'll do it. Red... Wolf Red Renegade Wanderer. There, if you go Gaiden to that Wonder Loner Man <laughs> Yes, let's fuse. What 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 would be our channel name? Red Wolf Renegade mixed with Lone Vault Wanderer, so it'd be Red Lone Vault Renegade. Dur-er. No, terrible. Dur-er. Terrible. Yeah, put Dur-er on the end. <laughs> Said a Dur Renegade. Uh, if you um, click his name in the chat, which I'll write again. You can launch it in a different window and go and hit subscribe to his channel. He covers uh, adventure games, RPGs, Starfield, Bethesda stuff, cyberpunk, you name it, and uh, a good friend. I really appreciate you being on here and tell yeah, everyone how yeah, amazing man. you are. Just sell yourself. You can. Well, thank you. Oh, I see you added my personal channel, so that's not even my, my main channel, but it's Well, fine. that was a worthless um, thing. Here, I'll get it. That was Just it. keep talking. Nope, it's totally fine. <laughs> Oh, I always forget to to swap. I need to swap uh, channels whenever I jump into the live streams. That might help. The Lone Red Wanderer. Okay. That's I like that cool. actually. Like that. Yeah, some, yeah, who's like a, that. a huge JTC huge package? Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you can find me at Red Wolf Renegade on YouTube and on Twitter. I'm not gonna call it the other thing. Um, and yeah, we have a yeah. weekly podcast every Tuesday. Um, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we have on there uh, Assassin Entertainment, Holly, that blue number, and Demarco Dude. Uh, that that is that is our our channel. Uh, that's our show, and it's uh, gets it gets it's rated R. I'm just don't bring your kids there. But it is not. Fun. Stop it. And, they uh, do a good show. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's been so much fun, and great to, great to meet you, Lone. This this was a lot of fun. It's only you took taken well. me ten years. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so That's crazy how awesome. time flies, man. Uh, it's yeah. Crazy. I got to say that being able to run a podcast or do YouTube content has afforded me opportunities to meet people that I admire or I've looked up to. And this was a moment where I said, Hey, I can't wait to meet you. And I'm glad you said yes to me on the show. Lone, tell people um, your, your channel is in the description. They can click that and they can go sub to your channel, which they probably already have, but they can do that. Thank you. Tell us what you have in the works for the end of the year, like what content we can look forward to that people have to click or else you send your goons out with a, Billy clubs. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much like a lot of the main topics that we talked about in the podcast today uh, or, or the show today, whether it was Starfield's plans, bit of Fallout 76, what's happening with Fallout New Vegas 2. I made a video in the past three days on each of those topics. So you can go check those out, see awesome. if my content is worthwhile for you. Um, but pretty much I'm, I make content when news drops. Like as soon as there's something is interesting that drops or, or there's a discussion point that I want to talk about, that's when I kind of make content. I, I don't forward plan with my content enough as I should. As, and unless there's like a review, then I, and I got to get that done. So if you like Bethesda, if you like RPGs, post-apocalyptic games, even you know the odd Borderlands video, hit me up, uh, Lone Vault Wanderer, as Colt said. And this has been fun, man. I've really enjoyed my time. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you did. Like, Because if you didn't have fun, I would not be able to sleep tonight. Uh, real quick, <laughs> what games should we be playing if uh, we can't get fallout anytime soon? Like what, what do you want us oh, to yeah. play? Is there anything? I, I, want, the void? I want you all to play the, the stalker trilogy <laughs> and get ready for stalker two next year. Ooh, that, that, oh, is, nice. that is at minimum what you need to do. Yeah. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Nice. I actually got a, uh, what is it called? I can look it up right now. Cause I have my, uh, let me see if I Were can you gifted something. This. No, I I have well I can't even it's I I have a because uh, I suck at keyboard and mouse so come at me Chad I'm sorry I tried I I I play it when I can I just can't with these hands I can't they're meant for other things you know I, anyway I'm a controller guy I don't guy know where the F button I, is in the heat of the moment all right yeah that's me I can't even it literally exactly but I I actually I I I was playing uh, Stalker Two a few weeks ago because I found a um it's this software that I found that that is like almost specifically made for Stalker um, to map an Xbox controller uh, perfectly to the key bindings. And it's really good. It's really good. So oh. I've been attempting to do that. Stalker is not easy. Let me tell you guys, no, that game is no. a survival game. It is not a, you do not run in there and mess people up. You, mm. yeah. So <laughs> it's I more like Metro, say, isn't it? It's, you know, Metro. Oh, Metro is be... good too. That's another good shout. Yeah. yeah Metro is really good. I mean, yeah, I, so everyone so thinks of Metro when they see it, and Metro makes people think of Fallout. And sometimes yeah. I just feel like we don't get enough of our favorite style of game. Like, where's the Mass Effect ripoff? Where's where's more Borderlands ripoffs? Like, we're getting a Borderlands four at the end of the year, probably. Maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. I reckon Borderlands four. So there was a little bit of a leak with that. My guess is probably the back end of next year, if not the year after that. They they did a really good job with Wonderlands. I actually really like that game. Same. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping Borderlands 4 sometime soon. But i tell you what I'm really looking forward to, and this is a side tangent. I want Bioshock, bro. Where the hell is Bioshock? Well, are we supposed to see Judas that. next year? Like, oh, Ken right. Levine's well, Judas yeah. should be showcasing next yeah. year. I mean, that, that, that and, and in Exile's Clockwork Revolution. I think those are very exciting Bioshock-style games that, that we're going to be getting soon. So... There's a bunch of shit suggestions for you. Do you think uh, <laughs> Clockwork Revolution is more Bioshock than it is a fall, 
Fallout style game. Like I was wondering if Clockwork Revolution mm. kind of makes you feel that Fallout tick, like the uh, you know grabbing items off a shelf, uh, leveling up your character, turning back the clock. Which, oh, I mean, that could be a whole show in itself one of these days. Hargy Johnny, thank you yeah. so much for saying in support of Insomniac. Here's a Steam global code for Spider Man Miles Morales. Both games, wow. the 2018 and Miles Morales game on Steam. Very generous. Hargeet has become, uh, although he's not a Christmas guy, I have called him Hargeet Santa this year. He is phenomenal. <laughs> Hargeet sent me a 4K Blu-ray player. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I was like, what in the world? And then he goes, oh, yeah, the movies are coming tomorrow. So he's been so generous, and he awesome. He's got his finger on the pulse of what people in the community uh, really love. And, uh, and he was pretty nice to you, too, as well, Red Wolf, I'll say. Very, very yes. nice. So I guess I'll just say this now because I'll, I'll, I never like to, like, put – I don't, I don't want to, like, put people in the crosshair when it comes to generosity because a lot of people in the world are not as grateful and cry at everything <laughs> when they get gifted things like me. Uh, but Hargeet uh, gifted me uh, a brand-new Xbox whenever a uh, Series X when mine wow. was broken. And he just sent it to me. And I'm not kidding you, Hargeet. I literally was in tears, like laughing, crying, like, <laughs> like because I couldn't believe that that just happened to me. It was crazy. Um, and uh, and then also gifted me like some like my favorite movies of all time, like a ton of the of the Blu-rays, like Lord of the Rings tr trilogy, Spider-Man trilogy, um, the Batman, and all that, all the a, a bunch of other stuff, and. Um, Really, really just heart of gold, dude. So, Hargy, shout out to you, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And shout out to this community who is amazing. The people that support Lone in his, on his channel, the people that are here supporting us, it means a lot. Thank you so much, you guys. We're just a few days away from the holiday. I hope you stay safe. Enjoy your time. Lone, thank you so much for being here. I had a really great time. Glad we got to know each other. And you guys hit the thank like you. button on the way out. I didn't ask you to hit the like button, but those of you who enjoyed the show, I guess you probably did. Thank you so much. Everybody, you have a good night. We're going to hit the outro button and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Let me find the button. Bye. <laughs> where, where is it? Strong like milk of human kindness. I can't find the, the Where is it? Who knows? Still you get it? Are we? Are we still, <laughs> I think we're still alive. We are, no, we are still time. alive. Is this I'm good looking, content? I'm looking for the uh, outro. So, oh, not intro. Out there. Oh, there it is. All right, guys. See ya. <laughs>